So I realized that I was at Mother's Day with family because whenever Mother's Day happens, it's like a whole half of the family gets together. Pretty much just my entire mother's half because also she has to celebrate Mother's Day with her mother and stuff like that. Okay. And I'm there with and I'm there with my mother, so it's like there's just like eight people there by the by the time it's done. And I realized that like literally like we were there and they were like asking about the podcast and stuff like that. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, you just find it via my name and all that shit. Then like two days later, I'm like, and here's my explanation of what I thought vaginas looked like when I was a kid. <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> I'm like, what if they just that was the first literally the first conversation they encountered? <laughs> Is that? I mean, the, if they. I mean, I just. I assume they'll do what they what what family always does, which is feign interest, but they never follow up on it. Yeah, and literally never experience what I do anyway, which is mostly for the best because it's mostly incomprehensible. Yep. Uh, and unrelatable to anything that they can latch onto. Like on on some level, it'd be nice to have like family that fully understands everything going on about stuff, and then you can like talk about it. Yeah. And maybe you'd have anything to talk about because. I don't know about you, but oftentimes when I go to family gatherings with my extended family, with older generations, and it's like, you kind of spend an entire, it's a weird practice every time where it's like a multi-hour experience where you have a dinner and you make small talk, but you almost like, it's almost like an exercise in not talking about anything. Yeah. uh, It's usually a lot of, um, it's a lot of platitudes. Yeah. You're just kind of like. Or like the polite, like like tvtropes.com equivalent yes, of a conversation exactly where like you're kind of never saying anything and you kind of say the same things every time yeah and that's like every christmas and every everything because like there's such a gulf like uh on so many levels like cultural and political and just also just like many things of just like what you can relate to or even talk about on a daily basis yeah it's i for me, it depends on the person more than the topic. Like yeah. I can make, I can make a topic exist. It's more of the matter of finding what type of person that is. Like mm-hmm. if it's a person who, say for instance, is incredibly stupid, I'm not going to have a conversation with them that involves actual thought and you know intelligence. Like and I mean, I mean, I'm being serious. Like say for instance, you're communicating with like a, one of those family members that's like literally retarded, more or less. Or, you know, you, you try having any conversation with them and, like, their usual response is, like, that's not how I feel or I don't really care. And it's, like, oh, okay, well, I guess this is, like, not a person I can have a real conversation with. It's easier just to say, like, man, that TV show was real good. And they're, like, yeah, I liked it. And it's, like, good. I don't, I don't really have a collection of retarded family members specifically. I mean, it's – I'm speaking more or less about – less about family and more about just strangers just in general. To, oh, okay. Because, I mean, most of my family are that's just strangers. That's – oh, yeah. Hmm. I don't really see them. I don't really communicate that with is them. some of it. So I don't really there consider is, them. It is. It is. Yeah. There's a lot of family where it's like, these are the people I see like three or four times a year. Yeah. In some cases. And it's like, um, there's like, there's no shorthand. Yes. Like there's a lot of inertia to trying to have a conversation where it's just like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of work that has to be done uphill to even start anything. Yeah. And you have to grasp at random to try to talk about it. And that's what I'm talking about. And so you have to take into account like those people's personality. Like you yeah. don't want to bring up a conversation about abortion when all these people are like super Christian. So, but a, like a weird direction to just take but, things in. But you know what I'm talking about. Like <laughs> that's if a you're, weird example though. <laughs> well, no, the example is like if you're having a conversation about something, yeah. say about like a policy that's going on, it's like another thing you can bring that's, up. So I've I've done yeah. that. I was at like a 
might have been a Christmas party. They all run together, and I can't tell which ones they are anymore. Yeah. But I was at some party where there was a lot of people that I didn't know. And I sat down, and it was at my aunt's house, but I sat down with my mom and a total stranger and just went in on net neutrality. It was just, and it's like, they prompted it. So oh. it's like, oh, you fucking sprung my trap card. Like, it was uh, because, fucking. you know, they hear about you being, it was uh, after Jake Paul. So that came up a little bit too. Like the Jake Paul corpse How is thing. that relative to net neutrality? It was just, it was this, oh, you do a YouTube job. So uh, here's topics related to that. Oh, oh, and I'm okay, like, okay. And I was like, how is how is showing dead bodies on the internet going to be saved by like corporations limiting the access it, to the internet? So, Whenever this happens, there's moments where I'm like, oh, it's like it's it's almost like I'm winning, right? Like I can kind of like have a talk for a bit and it literally always feels like a mistake. Yes. Every single time that something gets prompted and I and I start going in on a topic, topic, it, it always I, I literally lose my ability to read the the situation. Oh, yeah. And I'm always, I'm always like I can't I literally can't tell if the person is interested or not anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's like I don't know if they just are fully listening but don't know what to say because it's just out of their grasp but this is really interesting or if literally like they're just like uh-huh 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 like just yeah. waiting for it to end so they yes. can go back to like oh shit i accidentally sprung into this conversation and in this in our ritualistic non-conversation zone <laughs> where we meet up periodically to not talk to each other <laughs> like yeah. I, I can't i can't like the way that we just go in for two hours every time we sit down every week like this is not a thing that ever happens with any of my family, nope. and especially not the weird people that just show up at family things that I don't that I don't know and are just like clingerons that have appeared. See that uh, that's where I will say I'm weirdly the opposite. This conversation that we're having now is a conversation I will have with strangers. Um, it's like the exact same <laughs> way, and usually I do that because I genuinely don't care about them as like i just don't care and so if the people get well i mean if it the people go like oh that's like that's a lot or oh that's too much or oh, you're a little it's like i don't okay fine don't come back to the like the event next year maybe i won't like i don't i don't really care and so i don't have to i don't have to have reservations like if someone says something like i've had family members say incredibly stupid things like something god political related it like um like a good example. I mean, is, I guess no, nothing you're saying right now is surprising to anyone. I guess that's true. Uh, but like, uh, like a really, good, Andrew will just say anything. What a crazy concept! I will because I, I don't genuinely, never done that before. I just genuinely don't feel like it's worth my time to hold to like have reservations on certain things, especially with certain people. For me, it's just a weird grasp of like how how do enjoy experience. Like, like, I'm just like, I'm how, at this thing. How do you enjoy that? There's, there's, no, I mean, like, like how not, do you enjoy the experience of being... Whenever, with, a lot of the family gatherings, there's just a weird sense of, like, like, you're going here to, like, be with family. And that has kind of a value to it. But you're like, how do I in, get, get enjoyment out of this experience? Mm. And that's like a... And I'm trying to just enjoy the experience. And a conversation's a pretty good way to do that yeah because otherwise you're just sitting in someone's you're house just staring at each other yeah yeah and sometimes the tv's on sometimes in one of the rooms maybe yeah which which is, is usually, always a mixed bag it's always either sports you can watch news it, you can watch it for a little bit and not feel like an asshole but if you watch it for too long that's just what you did instead of the group thing yeah and but also oftentimes the tv is so quiet that you can't make out what's on it anyway and it's just a weird experience Oh, like, yeah. like a lot of the Christmas parties will have a, a, a TV turned on to like Christmas Story or the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or some Christmassy thing. Yeah. But almost on mute. 
Yes. Like, and it's, it feels like a punishment. <laughs> because you're like, if anyone makes the mistake of looking at this thing, they will just be mad at it. Yeah. Because they can't tell what's happening or what anyone's saying and the subtitles are not turned on. And you're like, what are you on? Is it a trap? <laughs> Is this it's, a trap? It's like a visual distraction. It's there to yeah. say, like, there's things going on. It's almost like you're you're making a TV set where you're like you have to make it look like people are watching TV and that there's cooking going on and like people are conversing. It's like a yeah. party. You're like setting up this weird. Uh, like I can't I can't do small talk about food. Like none of those skills are there. Like what, I, what do you mean like small talk about like like, like oh pasta is just so noodle. There's a bunch of complimentary <laughs> things you can say and oh. like a bunch of conversations you can have. That always do happen about like the food. Yeah, like, like it's good or like, like oh, I really like, like. There's always the whole like the, the congratulatory like yay food nice thing, which is for for me it's just like yes food good. That's <laughs> pretty much the conversation. But then there's the whole like there's every dinner there's like a backstory to like how some of the ingredients were got or whose recipe this fucking is or what? like. Or, like, there's a whole conversation happening about the grill and, like, where the hot spots are in the grill and shit like that. Like, if there's grilling involved that in is... a meal. And, like, the, the, I'm not saying that like it's a public, like, fucking gathering about that conversation. No, I'm just but saying, I like, get it. Like, those occur. Yeah. And I'm like, see, those are so, those are the, the event-specific conversations that I can't have because I'm just like, I don't fucking, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Man. I don't know how to contribute to this. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't have it. And I don't, I don't, I'm not a party planner. Or like many other things, and I don't and I don't drink. So like, there's so many like group related activity stuff where I'm like, I can't talk to the, about the event itself. Yeah, I'm like, I am here now. I've personally my my strategy my how to how Andrew pretends to like not be a piece of shit in public <laughs> is uh, I genuinely just ask questions a lot. Mm-hmm. So if someone says something like uh, like your example, like oh, there's a specific just make spot. somebody else talk. Yes, yeah. And so I'll just someone will be like, so oh, I got deal this. With the trap of whether or not you're like digging a weird hole for yourself. Yes, uh, it's really great to miss like to redirect conversations yeah. to the person back to the person where you're just like reverse and you like throw the conversation back at them. We're like, oh man, I found this really good place and it has this great stuff. And it's like, but how did you find that? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, let me get into that. It's like, yes, please continue on that story so I don't have to converse with you at all. Are you literally, um, are you, are you listening or are you zoning out? Oh, I'm not paying like attention on, at all. Are you like latching on the last thing they said and asking yes. a question about it? Yeah. Uh, I've it, never done that. It's because here's the thing. Human interaction is a I might waste. have done that once. I might have done that once in a panicked sort of, I wasn't listening during <laughs> class moment. Yeah. Where I was like, I, I need to de- deflect this conversation to make it progress because I don't know what just happened. I think I did that during a podcast. <laughs> Oh really? I think I did that during a Four Nerds podcast where like I just I just zoned out for a while. <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit. I literally lost the thread of what happened and I would just like prompt something so it continued to uh, continue to the subject and then I'd follow that part. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can relive like half the story. Then I can like rejoin the conversation. <laughs> I I've like in my mind the thing is like there's a there's a handful of people that I find that I, there are people that I want to converse with, people that I have topics to talk about, people that, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I can bring up something. We have a cool conversation. There's a sense of like picking up where you left off. Yes. Which and is like, th- those are mostly friends. Like, yeah. Like when, uh, when there's just somebody you haven't seen for a long time that yes. was one of those people, it can be like, oh shit, we have to like reinvent the wheel a little bit here. Yeah. And like start, co- like and, figure out how to talk again. And I genuinely don't care enough. Yeah. Uh, because, like, oh yeah, you've taken up yoga. Yeah. Like, and, and that's the thing is like, so I've, I've had to come up with strategies to just find a way to make the person not understand that I just don't care about them anymore on like a, like li- on literally in like a universal level. Like their, their death Jesus. means nothing to me anymore. 
and I don't care. And so I have to like throw on a facade. I have to be like, yes, hey, it's good to see you again. How are you doing? Oh, tell me about the kids. Tell me about the blood. You know, like I have to throw out that kind of. And so I've had to like create stratagems to make this like false. Are we talking about like old high school people? No, I'm talking about like family and like like even people like. There's a lot of people that I know. I do have some really estranged family that I only encounter once every like five plus years and I forget they exist most of the time. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, you're, hmm. I mean, I do it, uh, like, God, I would, I do it with a lot of people. Uh, I would, I would honestly say if you talk to anybody and you ask them about me, the people who say the most positive things are the people I care the least about. I mean, I knew that already. Yes. Those, those people, the people who have this false understanding. Oh, he's so lovely and smart. Yes. That's that's how my dad describes you. The, what? Does yeah. he really? Dad and, dad and E describe you as such a, uh, as a smart kid is like what they describe you as. And I'm like, huh. I mean, they're not that's wrong. That's also how they describe Max. <laughs> like... They describe the two of you like identically. <laughs> Perfect. That is like the default parent response to your friends. Um, but they like call a, they call an astonishing number of people smart, specifically, which I find strange. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's. But it is like if you go and talk to people, the more, the more actively positive someone can put me in a light of the the less i probably care about that person because those are people that are getting Be- like the most <laughs> fake andrew and that's like and you have to do that because these are you're i'm stuck in a situation where i can't just uh, leave i don't have a fake me you don't have a fake you no i have a less talkative me and that's about it i've which is like the version that a lot of these people get is like a lot of my family gets the less talkative me just because i'm like i don't i don't know where to go like, I don't know what interests people or what they want to talk about. And, like, like uh, like uh, inevitably, they'll always be like, oh, how's the channel going, Keith? And I'll yeah. just be like, yeah, it's, it's going. And I'll just, like, cut it off right there. Yeah. And it's because I know... They don't care. As far as I can tell, they're just being polite and don't want an answer. Yeah. Because I've given them much longer answers in a number of times. And to this day, they still basically refer to what I do as a podcast. Yeah, so they're clearly not like, paying attention. I'm like, they, both sides of my family, independently of each other, commonly refer to my job as being a podcast, basically. And I'm like, that's not... I technically do a podcast. Yeah. It makes... I think it makes negative money. <laughs> I don't think it makes negative money. It makes negative money. Does it? I don't think it makes $50 a year, which is the SoundCloud subscription. <laughs> Okay, well, that part, yeah, I don't know about <laughs> Which that. is how I host the audio of the podcast. Yeah. Yes, if I if I deleted all audio versions of the podcast and it was just a video series on YouTube, it would cost me zero money. Yeah. So it would technically be making me probably like $10 a year or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the podcast makes... It might be... It might be... Like, it, it, the podcast might have, like, indeterminable value. It I might, feel like it it's might a ha- cycle because, like, the YouTube revenue from the podcast should just go into paying for the SoundCloud subscription. Yeah, but I, I don't think it makes. I don't think it breaks even. I don't but know. But the podcast might be a thing where it's like a it's a personable thing where it's like it it's the moment where you get to just talk where we just talk yeah. instead of being let's players where we're, it's just us. Yeah, we're just interacting without a distraction. And in so the, way. the more direct, ver- like personality stuff might increase Patreon interactions because of yeah. that so it might have a weird incomprehensible value 
but on a direct level, it definitely makes negative money. <laughs> so having that be attributed to be as uh, as being my job is a really weird takeaway yeah. that my whole family has. The one, the one my family that is split down the middle and never talks to each other. Landed on this. That's that's been a weird thing too. Is how they keep doing the same things. Oh yeah, that that uh, you can tell that clearly. Uh, like when they both became NRA members separately, and I'm like. This happened after the divorce. <laughs> I'm confused. My my family took very opposite directions after the divergence. Yes, no, after my, the... no mine are mine are like a weird hive mind. Oh yeah, mine yeah. mine mine went from like, I'm like I don't I don't know why they they split off and never talked to each other and somehow went, made all the same decisions after that. Yeah, my so like so when you're talking about like you just are less talkative. I've grown, uh, I've grown adapt to my close family, my like very close family. Mm-hmm. I am almost non-communicative with i if we're at family events or functions i just don't really talk to them just at all at all is it because um, you've already had a recovery conversation or something it's it's mostly because there's there's no reason to they're like because the only like when they're close enough there's just nothing stuff goes on set at some point no there's like, just, there's what? no reason to communicate or, it, or are you just it, not close it's a, <laughs> it, well no it's just kind of a wasted effort like at this point, the only remaining relatives I have is an aunt I don't care about and two grandparents that are going to die at least within the next decade. So any convert... I mean, all right, that became more optimistic than I, mean, I thought. I so, thought <laughs> you're checking your watch. So I was well, like, yeah. God damn, where's the sentence going? This no, so, a decade. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the, so in uh, my head, the, the idea of... I haven't experienced my first instance of you didn't call enough and then your grandpa dies or something. And then, then you're like, oh, I neglected them as everyone See, I, that, that universal story everyone has yeah. about like not hanging out with their grandparents enough and then they die i don't have that. i literally haven't lost one yet yeah and i i don't have that issue because well i i have because i lost both my grandparents on my father's side but that's fine they were terrible humans but um look these people like for one the <laughs> my grandparents are mostly fine it's just the one of them having the seventh day adventist thing is like it's really culty yeah it's really culty the way they do it it's, it's not even like the concept of religion it's just specifically they really are culty <laughs> <laughs> it really it's really off-putting and weird yeah my like, like to the like i think i've told you they go out they go off into the mountains and have their own little cabin where they don't have to interact <laughs> with normal people and, and they have like re, they have like a, a prayer house yeah like, in addition to their normal house where they do like spirit healing and i'm like i didn't know yeah. and whenever they come by they try to convert us in one way or another either towards the vegetarian stuff or the or vegan or whatever and then or the they tried to they tried to give it they tried to make our dog vegan this goes back to the dead dog diary thing from two podcasts ago, but when Angel was having like the face rot and shit like that, yeah, like they wanted us to convert the dog to like some vegan bullshit, as if that would cure the problem. They always talk like like talk about like some monks that lived to be two hundred years on a mountain or some shit, and like that's why their religion's right or something. And they were trying to convert the dog, and I'm like, that's not no your weird your weird remedies are not going to fix what the doctors can't fix. Sometimes people just get diseases that they die of. Let's talk like, uh, like Jesus. It's like let's talk about Steve Jobs, the man who is the most. They try to pray. like like uh earth friendly like person what, like what scares me is i think they actually try to pray people's cancer away you can in lieu of actual treatment i mean you can no I'm I, just like it oh, works fuck. they aren't wrong you can pray cancer away by waiting until die. they die i knew you're gonna go there and the cancer goes away <laughs> I'm, you, I'm, i know your punchlines already yeah and i mean it's not even a punchline it's just like that's what prayer does prayer is a is a is a long con 
You can pray forever because eventually the person dies and their suffering ends. Yes, you won. Success. Your prayers were answered. I don't think that's what they mean, though. <laughs> it's not, but that's what it is. They can't. Uh, I mean, they can say whatever they want to uh, say, speaking, but that's what it of is. Fake medicine. I actually had a stint of that recently. I saw your. Yeah, I saw your yeah, tweet. I almost bought a homeopathic product because it tricked me. I, I, did, I was like, I didn't know they were in normal stores. Yeah, I didn't either. I thought you had to go to crazy people and find homeopath, homeopathy and shit. But I was just at Target, and I was like, I, I could really use eye drops to deal with my allergies because nowadays, like, I don't really have like the sneezing stuff so much. It's just that like your eyes get yeah, like my sinuses and... used to be fucked, but now it's now like I get itchy eyes and shit like yeah. that. And then I make the mistake of touching it once. Now that now it's just worse for the rest of the day. Yeah. So I was like, I should get eye drops. I'm like, oh, these. I'm like, I'm looking at the eye drops. I'm like, surely there are like allergy specific eye drops. Is what I thought. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, there's the pink eye drops. There's like the redness and itching eye drops. I'm like, redness I don't even, and itching. I, I'm is like, what you I, want. I don't even reach. I've never reached redness in like a decade. No, like, but was, itchy but is I, the same yeah. thing. Yeah, but I was, I was just figuring there might be some sort of, I don't know, allergy look, specific. Look, look yeah. for the word antihistamine somewhere. <laughs> like maybe antihistamine in your eyes. I Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, I fuck. just, I just mean like I thought I might find something that specifically is helpful for treating allergies specifically. Because <laughs> I'm not a medical professional. I thought I'd just go hunting through that. Just imagine you having. An in inhaler partic- and in like particular, I saw eye. my dad's eye drops had the word allergy on them. Mm. And I was like, okay, I'll try to find something like that. And in the entire aisle, the only one that says allergy, I find one that says allergy on it. I'm like, okay, this, sure. Yeah. It's a fucking $2 investment. It's fine. It was the cheapest thing in the entire aisle, which is already kind of a red flag. That's a red flag. Then I pick them up and I pick it up out of the fucking like slide shelf thing that they keep boxes like that in. So yeah. where it, like it comes out, it goes and like pushes shit forward as you take it out. Oh. And yeah. I look at it and like, Oh, hidden behind the price and everything. When you pull it out, it says homeopathic on the bottom. And I'm like, that's such a, this is water. (laughs) That means it's an eyedropper full of water. Well, it's not necessarily. It's probably just water. It's more than that. It's, it's water. No, it's like it's sterile water. It's like zero. Which, it's like zero 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 point one percent of a I'll, cure. No, but uh, to be fair, <laughs> sure. in, in the scheme of like homeopathic medicine and shit, and all of the various applications it has, homeopathic eye drops might be the most useful homeopathic product ever made. <laughs> it's still a sterile eyedropper that you can use on your eyes. Well, yeah, to rinse your eyes. I mean, it's just it's an insultingly small amount of eyewash compared to the giant jug that they sell right next to it. Because if you're gonna go for eyewash, that they that you, they sell that in large quantities as yeah. opposed to like the like actual medical eyedropper shit that has other stuff in it, like because that's like an eyewash station that you have like in every science room, where it's like if you get shit in your eyes, have you ever seen? The, I've never seen them used. I've never seen them, but I've always used. wanted to. I don't. That scares me. No, I... Because it's like you have no, to keep your what, eyes what, open and throw no, water into it. No, no, no. Like, uh, more specifically, I always want to say the shower used. Oh. And not for its intended oh. purpose. I just want someone to just fucking pull it. <laughs> just like, to... I just want to see it. Because, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, at every science building, there's the eyewash station and then there's the fucking, like, shower. Yeah. And it's a chemical shower because it's supposed to help you if you're literally doused in some kind of chemical or fire or or something something, like danger thing happens on you which i'm i'm happy it's there that's cool but like it's got there's a drain in the room and everything and the whole floor specifically doesn't have a carpet to because they for the preparation of this idea and everything also because if you spilled stuff on the floor it'd it'd be really hard to clean up with carpet but uh I i just i never got to see them yeah i did a physical science major like after going through high school for years of science, then doing a physical science major for five and a half years and shit. Not not five and a half years because it was computer science at first, but I still never saw one of those turn on. Yeah. And I'm, I feel ripped off. I've never, yeah, I've never seen one either. I feel ripped off for never seeing one turn off. 
But no, homeopathic medicine is actually even more bullshit than you think it is. Is it? Yeah. Because they've done tests on homeopathic products in the in the past and found that, like, in many cases, you literally cannot scientifically detect any am- amount of the supposed uh, trace materials. Hmm. Literally any of it. I don't know. Because they dilute it I... so much that the, fra- like, the actual fraction involved actually starts to surpass the amount of atoms in the material. Huh. Like... Like the that's like, a weird like the exponential dilution goes so high that eventually it surpasses the actual number of molecules contained. That's how lazy this shit. Is. That's like the idea. That's like the concept of how you build formaldehyde is uh, like you have to re you have to heat something and then add and then heat I something guess, again and you're like constantly reheating so you're creating less and more atoms guess, inside of it. I guess we should create uh, explain to people what homeopathy is for the people that literally have never heard of it. How do you not know what homeopathy is? I don't it's, know. It's worldwide. Uh, you might have been spared. <laughs> And we're now going to unspare you. Just basically. watch the uh, Gazuntite. How do you say that? Uh, Kurtz Gazak. Kurt Gazak. They have a really good video on it. Kurtz Gazakt. Gazuntite. Gazakt is to speak, but in past sense. I don't remember what Kurtz means. It might be like wise sayings. I don't know what the fuck. In I any, forgot what Kurtz means. In any case, they have a really good video on it. Uh, on homeopathy. At least the general concept. Which is explaining that or what the logic is behind it not like just a really fun tim minchin song about it called storm storm it's an animation of it it's nice i uh yeah homeopathy is insane because the the premise is somehow that like they take something that's somehow supposed to be medicinal and then they dilute the water that it was in over and over again forever and somehow diluting it to the point of being nothing somehow makes it more powerful and then they insist that water has memory I don't think Somehow. it's uh, and like we've broken down the atoms of a water molecule. We didn't find a journal in there. <laughs> like there's not a fucking. It doesn't keep notes. And even if it did, water having memory as a concept wouldn't somehow make like two hydrogen, one oxygen, like as a molecule somehow have a thousand different properties. It's still the same molecule. Yeah. No amount of even if it somehow remembered whatever the fuck, it wouldn't. Like atoms having knowledge means nothing if it's not in the in the formation to make the thing that it has the knowledge of. And also, it somehow has memory of like fucking aspirin or whatever the fuck, but doesn't remember like the literally like thousands of years of human like defecation it's gone through. Yeah, I was I was gonna say like like, if if water has memory, it experience it's exposed to more bad than good most of the time. I was gonna say like not even not even just water. All atoms have experienced countless amounts of horrendous things for humanity yes. like half of those atoms probably have space radiation and the idea but they don't just somehow like somehow selectively has memory for like the one good thing you're making yeah. up basically i from the video i it's, watched it's, it's really ugh. from the video i watched from them the entire premise was that you take something highly potent like say um you like whatever some fucking gonza tree has a cure for uh snake bites the gonza tree the gonza tree it has a cure for snake bites but if you take it in its raw form, it's like it will kill you because it's too it's like too toxic to the human body. So you dilute it to the point where it's just enough to deal with the problem, but it's not enough to kill you is the basis of homeopathy. That's, that part is just normal medicine. Yes. <laughs> that part is literally just take the correct dosage of a thing. Well, okay, but that's the thing. But like then they go full crazy until yeah. it's like an impossibly tiny quantity of the thing, isn't it? And it's just water, basically. Yes. And they're just... At that point, this all... It all well, starts to stink... Think of, it starts to stink of, like, some sort of dumb, like... 
like some kind of it's snake oil if yeah it's like a snake oil it's just snake oil it's like a weird like it, it it all feels like some sort of weird like like prey on stupid americans like eastern mysticism idea of, it's, like, even, it's, it's like it's not even prey on stupid americans everyone's fucking stupid mm-hmm. because the world has homeopathy like asian cultures have so much homeopathy like we cling on to it like jackasses because we like romanticize somebody yeah. else's culture as if it makes it automatically work and it's like it's an insane concept that I mean, doesn't make any sense i mean that's the same thing with like rhino tusks that's why they harbor, no, yeah or that's or the, the like, elephant yeah, the, tusks. The idea that those entire like you can get entire a, species are on the endangered list or like extinct because, because of some part of them that people wanted to get horny off of that didn't even work that didn't doesn't work and they killed there's all no of them. there's no medical proof that it ever <sighs> worked and people just did it because some asshole said like i'm a doctor and i say that rhino horns get your boners big and it's like where's your data i don't need data homeopathy and it's like oh homeopathy that's that thing that's magic like yeah. it works like i don't that's like that was the experience of grabbing the eyedroppers i'm like oh yeah allergy eyedroppers and you pull it up and then the final little bar at the bottom <laughs> says like and it has magic in it i'm like fuck you almost got me it's almost like if you bought medicine that has dlc like <laughs> you bought the base you bought the base water now buy the dlc where it comes with the oh, medicine Jesus. <laughs> but it's like the equivalent of when a, bo- a game's dlc is a book <laughs> like it's literally just not even what the point yeah. of the thing is anymore it's and dumb. if you're offended by any of this i'm sorry but you're just you're wrong you're yeah well, it's not even that you're, you're wrong. You're it's, actually it's like, wrong. It's like science is literally the best. You wrong. Yeah, like the literally <laughs> like this isn't even like a this isn't even like the nebulous shit like religion and stuff like no. that where it's like a spiritual whatever stuff faith where you, can't you have to who knows yeah. like but like it's literally like no this stuff literally doesn't work and the best possible outcome is the placebo effect. Yes. So Which just is just drink water and call it medicine. That's what's well, happening. That's the thing is that you don't feel the placebo effect unless you. Yeah, but I'm like, if invest. you want to give somebody homeopathic medicine and they're insisting on it, you can literally give them a glass of water and pretend that you went out and got them homeopathic medicine because it, it's, it's the same result. They do, except it'll contain more fluoride. It's called. It, it's called two. <laughs> I imagine that the homeopathy stuff might contain less fluoride. I mean, it's, than drinking water. They do that. That it's, might be the only chemical change. It's called two dollars at Target for eye drops. Uh, it was there in the store. I bet you. I've I, never seen homeopathic medicine in a store before. I haven't either. I thought you had to find dumb shit like from Gwyneth Paltrow or I, something. <laughs> yeah, I thought they didn't. I thought it wasn't sold in regular stores. Uh, mostly because I didn't because think it was sold in the aisle with other medicine. I thought, although yeah. maybe eye drops are fringe enough in the concept of medicine that none of it counts. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think eye drops are technically medicine. Like whatever my dad had said allergy on it might have been prescribed. As opposed to um, literally on a shelf. Yeah. I So maybe this is like next to the motor oil as far as like products go. I'm under the impression that homeopathy isn't FDA approved. No. So there's like no you can't Of course it's not FDA like, approved. It's like it's like yeah. supplements. Well where yeah. it's just like somebody made up a thing and no one's approving it supplements. and just give it a go, see what happens. Supplements are a terrifying thing people just allow to exist in society for no fucking reason all these like diet things like it'll fuck up your insides and change your body and no one's checking to see if it's gonna kill you or not multi-billion dollar industry and and doctors will recommend it they will say like oh you should get supplements to like make up for lacking vitamins and men that's at least better than fucking like dietary supplements i'm not taking none of that shit unless you prove it's fucking not gonna kill me less crazy when they're like this is literally a supplement in that it it is literally going to give you this one chemical as opposed to like 
like dietary supplements and shit like that where it's like these kill people it's just we it's, have no oversight it's weird to me because like a doctor could say hey andrew your vitamin c is looking pretty low take a supplement it's like or i can just eat an orange we, like, made, we made you a special like, shake that'll make you shit until your large intestine just comes yeah, out. <laughs> it's like, I, and then I you can, lose weight. Like every any vitamin, mineral, like any of those shit I'm missing in my body, yeah. I can consume. Or now all the Instagram and, stars are like are like promoting this like the lollipop that tricks you into not being hungry. Oh, it's like just yeah. trying to push you to have like a eating disorder, basically. You mean like an actual lollipop? Yeah, which is basically just you know keeping your mouth occupied so you don't feel the need to actually mm. eat. It's just a regular lollipop because that's what gum does. But these ones they can charge like $40 for yeah. probably or something. Because it's got some kind of fancy spritz on uh, it that makes you not hungry, which is just a normal body response when you have food in your mouth. You don't really... Then cut to like the yeah. Alex Jones, like, we'll make you more manly supplements, even though the guy that's... <laughs> even though they contain soy? <laughs> I was going to kick out the people that, the people that promote that shit... It's like the two people selling it are what, like Alex Jones and that one British guy? Yeah. Neither of which are like specimens of manliness. No. <laughs> it's a weird potato man and like a skinny British dude. And they're like, we're going to make you a man with our man juice or pills or whatever that are full of the soy that we say is bad. And it's like, that's a weird, it's a weird brain trip to go down. And once again, it's just made up shit that nobody's actually testing to see if it does anything. And they're just selling it as like. We can make pills. We have a pill machine back here. It will say what it will do whatever we say it does. The snake, I think snake oil salesmen as a concept are like actually literally more successful than they've ever been. Yes. Like the, like the, the more, the more we learn as a society and the more technology advances, the more those people do better despite all that. <laughs> like it's incredible. Well, it's, it's mostly because the more advanced that society continues to get, the the larger the pool of stupid people unable to keep up increases. Like they just sell, so they just sell nothing. Yeah, but, the, but they're just selling a nothing. But who are they selling it to? Idiots who are dumb enough to watch them. So that's the thing is like the people who are already watching them are so dumb that you can easily sell them that stuff. Which and is they, why all of their messaging is about shielding your brain from ever risking the thought that you might be wrong about anything yes. because otherwise you'll stop buying their product yes it's like yeah it, like all of their rhetoric is, is about making you making you feel smug and comfort comfortable in whatever you already think yeah and not trusting any outside sources because all those people will tell you that there's that they're they're taking advantage of you yeah <laughs> it's like it's really fucked up it's i mean it's manipulation and that's oh. that's the thing is that like back in the day a snake oil salesman only existed simply to just make some money and run because they would just <laughs> yes. show they would basically show you, up the, sell things and get on a cart and go that's the dark thing yeah is that and back then, then the whole premise was that communication barely existed yes so you could just run to a different small town before anyone caught wind of how dumb your product was and then just keep running yes that's actually uh the snail snake oil salesman actually shows up as a character in uh tomi oh really the junji ito books and stuff like that yeah but it's a real fucked up premise in that one i should i should update you on tomi because i have a much more uh up-to-date idea of what that is now that i'm actually reading the book book okay because i gave you the summary based on just based on the painter chapter yes which was which showed up in a different book so how do you how do you like it now uh so when i when the one i told you was just like oh it's some weird it's just some pretty girl and she's had something weirdly supernatural going on and she tends to hypnotize anyone who encounters her and then they almost always want to murder her yeah it's like a thing that happens 
And I think, like, if you just heard that summary, you might think she's, like, the protagonist and she has a curse or something. Yeah. But she's very much the antagonist and they keep having to come up with a new protagonist, like, every chapter. Oh. Like, every chapter or arc has a new protagonist because she's specifically the villain, despite being the main the main thing that the, the story is structured around. Huh. Which makes her... Uh, That's interesting. Uh, makes her another supernatural force, just like in Kyo and Uzumaki. Yeah. And that she's the, she's the bad thing. It's just the bad thing is a person. But... What I didn't know at the time, because it doesn't—it's sh- not as clearly shown in Painter, except for maybe the last page—is that the other thing going on with Tomi is that when she has like a decapitation, or uh, or like a bo- part of her body comes out, or even she, or even like she bleeds out everywhere or something, each individual piece of her can regenerate into like, an, a like whole Wolver- person. Yeah, like Wolverine, but into a separate person that is Tomi also. Oh. And the, so there's just multiple. There's just a there. bunch of Tomies. Take the point where one of the storylines is in one of the storylines. She bleeds out into the carpet and the like the plastic, you know, the plastic film that's under a carpet. Yeah. That rises up out of the carpet and is just full of her blood and is shaped like her and is talking and, and it's like, hold me and stuff like that. And like seducing people when she's just like a hand and head coming out of a carpet <laughs> and it's made of plastic. Oh. And someone tries to cut them out to save them and she just spews back out again because she was literally just fluid inside. <laughs> like it's really fucked up visuals all throughout. It's like it's so much stuff like that. That's fantastic. And I'm getting to the part now where like the individual Tomies are having like wars against each other. <laughs> they will send like assassins after each other. But they can't because like, if they get a- attacked, then there'll just be more Tomies. Yeah, what the like, fuck is <laughs> like they're, they're all they're held, all the individual Tomies are all so hateful and spiteful and jealous of each other that they'll create these like male thralls and send them after each other as assassins. But then the thralls don't understand fully what's happening. So when they get to the other one, they're like, "Why are you here?" Like because they'll, like they'll hear these stories about this evil witch that left them abandoned on the road or whatever the fuck, like whatever happened to the Tomie they found and stuff like that. Yeah, which is often somebody, often cases like a Tomie that was literally killed and buried but then came back to life and then like there's a weird dirty tomi on the side of the road that they pick up and they're like oh what happened to you and they become their thrall but they go to kill the other tomi and it's also a tomi they're like i don't know what's happening like all all this shit starts going down it's a really entertaining this sounds like the worst zombie apocalypse it's it's the most (laughs) bizarre story but the snake oil salesman is that uh there's this one character that keeps calling himself tomi's father and I still don't know the story of that because I haven't finished the book, and I'm okay. like, I don't know, understand what, who this guy is. He looks like he looks like some 18 year old dude. Like I don't know what the fuck he is, hmm. but he keeps showing up and saying he's Tommy's father. And in this one, he kept going to people's houses, and he was saying like he was he was he was, he was essentially being a parody of like like old folklore stories. Okay. He'd he'd come up to random people in this town and give them this and show them this bundle, and like if you take this bundle and if you bury it. If you bury it in your garden and water it every day, you'll have a new daughter. Like, that sounds like actual stories you'd hear as a kid. Like, those dumb folklore Yeah, it was like the one you take a seed and you throw it yeah. in the backyard and it'll grow a child. But in the back of your head, you're like, I'm halfway through this in the in in Tomi. Yeah. So I know what all those things are. Those are Tomi. <laughs> and yeah, one person even... Uh, one Only one person in the entire town bought it and they open up. Like, it's like a hunk of, of meat. Like, eh, fucking rip off and like throws into his garbage and shit like that. And they, all, they, they fucking, like, literally form pitchforks to chase him. Him, like like a snake oil so, so salesman story and he runs out to a waterfall and he dumps all of like like to so they don't so they won't kill him he dumps his product off the waterfall and okay. it becomes this tomy cove where there's like tomies sprouting out of the rocks under the waterfall like barnacles and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> this is 
that's like the spiral one where it's just like at some uh, point you reach this like maximum spiral and you're like i don't everything is literally yeah. spiral <laughs> like, it, it's like it's it's just like uzumaki where i'm like i don't know how this is going to manifest from I, chapter to chapter i'm pretty convinced he just likes the concept of like just, un, un, just mining one idea but i think he, but like I, not being lazy about it and yeah being fucking lunatic about I, it. I think he just really likes the concept of un, uncontrollable terror yeah like that there's kind something of, like, inherently lovecraftian about all of his ideas yes. where they just keep fucking going and spiraling <laughs> yeah like actually but they like, spiral worse like yeah. they keep getting worse each time and not in quality but like in oh that's not good yeah and you're like how can it get worse than this and it's like what Gyo- about a whole cove of tomies you're like, like why is <laughs> actually the weird one out of these is it yeah because Gyo is the one where it's actually like a straightforward linear narrative about an apocalypse okay it keeps getting weirder and yeah worse like have you have you read Gyo yet yes so like you know you know how like, it keeps getting fucking weird like it gets fucking weird well, yeah eventually. i mean it's, it's but Gyo. it's a linear sequence of things Okay, yeah, I see Whereas, what you're saying. Uh, and I would say that on that spectrum, you have Gyo here and Tomi here with Uzumaki in the middle. Yeah. Because Uzumaki has weird episodic shit like the Spring Boy. Yes. Like the Jack in the Box chapter is like, what? But, it, but, but it's there's not... also like the, the, what happens to the city, especially in the like, last half or a third. Yeah. It's more of like, a, like an actual sequence is happening. Admittedly, I haven't gotten that that far in, that far in Tomi. I'm like 60% through the book. But so far, it's literally just a sequence of different chapters that are... I can't even tell if they happen in, a, in an order. Yeah, that's the... And it's just fucking... We, everyone is just fucking weird. It just keeps spiraling and bizarrely. I mean, that's good. This guy's crazy. He's, he's this guy's crazy. just fucking... Also, you can tell Tomi might, was probably like how he started. Oh. Because you can see the art change. Oh, really? Like, the first chapter has really thick lines... And, and like his character, his way of his ways of drawing faces haven't fully formed yet. Like there's a little, oh, okay, there's yeah. something a little sloppy about the first couple chapters. And I get the feeling that Tommy might have been a thing he kept drawing. Like oh, I'll do another Tommy story every now and then. Like every few years might have been what happened. I haven't actually looked into it's it. It's just but, like a like how have I progressed as like, an artist? Like, and it just I, like goes back and like oh look, I, I drew Tommy way better than last time. Like <laughs> when I read it was a mock, you got the feeling that he literally made all of it back to back. Yeah. But when I read Tommy, I get the feeling that he would just periodically make another Tommy chapter. Just, yeah. To the point where I don't think it was meant to be a series at first. That's probably and more accurate. eventually he just kept making more of it. Because Tomi's fucking big. Yes. Out of the books, Gyo is like this big. And Uzumaki's like this big. Tomi's like this, it's like, it's like bigger than any of the Harry Potter books. It's just a massive, it's, I think it's as thick as Sandman. Jesus. Like, it's not, it's not as heavy and like, because Sandman's like a scaled up, like mega comic. Yeah. But like, Tomi's normal hardcover and uh hardcover manga size in page size but it's like as thick like it just keeps going it's like a seven to eight hundred page That's manga crazy. book that they sell for like 35 dollars to think that someone did that like someone drew oh, 800 pages not even just that i like, li- i line up like i have uh i have but that's like side project. Like Tommy wasn't a Tommy so wasn't like, a thing yeah, he woke like, up every morning and worked on. This I, is like, like I side just think shit. about the fact like for my just my Junji Ito collection itself. I have Gyo Uzumaki Tommy Fragments of Horror and another one I can't think of the name right right now. I have five tomes of Junji Ito and I look at them end to end and I'm like one person drew every page of that. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and there's other ones. I mean, it's, I guess in some, in some That's capacity. a lot of line work. I mean, in some capacity, I think about that for, like, One Piece, where I go, like, this guy has literally been drawing yeah. every week for almost 25 years. But also, That's like. That's terrifying. But also, like, Junji Ito, like, he's not, 
He's not berserk level. No. There's a lot of ink on those pages. Yeah. That is not undetailed I mean, artwork. And he's he is like berserk in a sense of he's old school where he doesn't do it digitally. Yeah. He's like sitting there with of, that's a lot of ink work. Yeah. Like Fuck. um like a lot of manga, it, it's hard to notice, but a lot of newer series are done digitally now. Mm-hmm. A lot of them just do the Wacom tablet because it's easier. It's cheaper. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I'll pay 300 bucks for a stupid. Probably, like, probably healthier, too. I mean, health doesn't really factor in when you're making manga just because your health is just the least important thing of the equation. No, but I just like, imagine frictionless frictionless art probably is is healthier on your on your wrist than friction art. Uh, I heard it's still, I mean, I heard it's still kind of the same risk. I know it's, I know it's rough because Shell constantly talks about, yeah. like, being in physical agony. And, and I mean, Ross, <laughs> like, I can't draw I know Ross has, like, that because Speaking of which. Oh, you're going to open that? Sure, let's do it. I'm not going to, what are we going to do, like, a 90-second P.O. Box no, video? No, like, I just didn't know if you're going to open it now. Let's just fucking open it on the podcast. So Keith's got a, uh, I got a package in the P.O. Box from yeah. Shell. Package from Shell. Yeah. So it's not. Turn that towards the camera, I guess. But oh, why? It only has post uh, yeah. PO boxes. Well, I don't have permission to t- out their PO box. <laughs> nah, you send everything to. Oh, water. hey, there's a little tiny Alarin in there. Oh, it's glittery. Oh, is that's it gl- fancy printing. Is it glittery Alarin. Yeah, it's dress. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a portrait of my uh, my D and D character. Just in here with the staff, and he's got his green fire and shit. I want you to like. <laughs> And there's a tiny alarm sticker. I think it's a sticker in there. Also, I want you to like <laughs> says frame please it. do not bend. And then right up, right along here along the line is a bend, yeah. <laughs> like an inch from the do not bend line. You can see it's not a hundred percent straight anymore. <laughs> like, just an but... inch from the please do not bend is the whole thing being bent like this. Yeah, thankfully it's not bent too bad. You can no, it, putting it, it in a frame, it'll it'll even it out. But yeah, there's no visible. There's there, no line. There isn't a visible line in the yeah. actual art. So once it's in a frame, it'll just not be noticeable that it was bent. Now you, now you could be that guy. But it definitely happens. Uh, who goes to like D&D events and has a, a framed portrait of their character. And they just yeah. bring it and send well, There's it always the thing where people... Uh, People draw their D and D character, and it's like crappy. Like yeah, I can draw, or yeah. they or they or they do what I do, which is like they just they just grab artwork from online. Yeah, and like that's my character. Sure, like I when I was playing with Marty and everyone, like I was like I just image searched uh, whatever the demon people are called. I I forgot my own race's name. <laughs> what are the demon people called? Do you know the devil no. people? I don't remember. It's a hard to remember. Tieflings. It's hard. Oh to rem- yeah, I, yeah, I have trouble remembering because it's a word I've never encountered anywhere else. Yeah. Like everything else, like uh, everything else for the races is like a word you're used to for fantasy. But tiefling, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? But uh, was it? Uh, I just found some cool looking tiefling and then I printed it onto my character sheet because I'm like, I'm not fucking drawing him. <laughs> but yeah, now I've got a I got a physical print of a D and D character that I played for my longest campaign ever. Uh, this one would have to be. It's definitely longer than the one that that we did with Sid and everybody. But, uh, thankfully, uh, she sent this to me, this was already in the mail before, uh, the series finale happened where she might've chosen not to send it. <laughs> I think she's disappointed with me after <laughs> what happened in the last D&D Too session. late. Uh, cause, uh, I won't spoil it here, but some really catastrophic shit happened in the, in, uh, the most recent D&D uh session which is on youtube now and 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 so on and uh 
It was it was my fault. <laughs> well, I mean, partially. I yeah. Well, it wasn't on purpose. Well, no, but I'm saying well, the action also... was on purpose, but the consequences yeah. were shocking. Also, uh, it's, so it's not your fault that the that you were in the position to do that action. <laughs> like incredible... Somebody else made the decision to, <laughs> to, to carry around. A if very... that had happened first, it might have been in less of a hurry to send physical prints. Yeah, Wait, I gotta I gotta go get a frame. That's a I, I like it's I like it's, that. A, it's nice art. Yeah, it's a good picture. I like I like the scales. Scales look really good. I've been using it as my thumbnail for the longest time. You're good. It gives a sense of egocentrism that I just show my character in the thumbnail where everyone else has all the characters in the thumbnail. But I just think a figure is a better thumbnail than like a crowd yeah, of like dudes a crowd of in a tiny thumbnail. Is Looking it? at the LR and glitter. Yeah. I think it's a sticker or a tiny postcard. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. It's glittery, so it's usually a sticker. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. I was like, is it just like printed onto a sticker thing or was it like, huh? Yeah, it's really nice art. She had to revise it. Yours? <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, she had to revise oh, it. Oh, because you, you picked a different character. You picked a different class, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know the backstory here and they haven't been following the Chronicle, one day during Four Nerds Save the Universe, Wander, uh, well, we used to read hypothetical questions. Yeah. Like really the one person in particular kept sending us really really dumb hypothetical questions that were mostly incomprehensible and unreadable uh, in addition to being a really bad question uh, and uh the the whole joke would just be that I would just try to read it stream of consciousness without making any mistakes as one continuous thing while also reading the words as they were spelled and I would just power through and nobody could interrupt me even if they tried and I would just keep going until I finished reading the, the giant paragraph of nonsense speak and then and then they would try to answer the question that they didn't understand anyway uh and that was the gimmick but and uh so wander latched onto that and and posed me a hypothetical but it and it wasn't entirely clear at first but actually he was launching his D campaign in the middle of the podcast oh yeah this is a surprise uh to the point where if if you don't know the full context i sound like a lunatic because like at the if you look at the D videos and look at like part one it's like it basically is saying like i'm sitting there like hey can i can i be goku like as if like i'm like trying to break the campaign or something if you yeah. know if you don't see it in the podcast context but i just i, I literally didn't know we were playing D and i was like there's some sort of weird hypothetical situations happening and i'm like can i just be all powerful like what's what are the limitations of this yeah. hypothetical but uh yeah they had actually gone to the work of pre-making an entire world and setting and characters down to making their portraits wow and uh i was supposed to be a hunter Oops. Which would have been one way to stop whatever happened in this finale <laughs> if I was a hunter. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure the finale is like probably the best part so far. So I would probably... <laughs> I mean, it was, it's been eventful. It's uh, probably the biggest thing on Reddit that I've ever been attached to because that thing took off on the subreddit for D&D. And, Did and, it? Uh, yeah. I'd, when I saw it, I think it had like two, uh, it was like plus 250 or something. Holy shit. Like it was up there and there was a real mad person in the comments that like, I hate your fun and I'm going to ruin it. Because you didn't do something right, and I gotta, I gotta ruin everything. Basically, uh, that always happens on a Reddit. Basically, but uh, it's been a, but yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, uh, the, when I realized it was D and D, I'm like, oh, can I be a druid? Because I think druids are neat because they saw they're really, uh, 
I mean, they're handy. Druids have a lot of good spells yes. that are, like, super useful for, one, keeping a party alive, and also, two, for keeping, mm-hmm. your, like, keeping enemies at bay or, keep, like... But they had holding... planned on me being a hunter, and I'm like... So they had to, like, like redraw this because it had me with, like... A, I think I was, I think he had a bow or something in the original drawing. Yeah, I think I remember seeing the original yeah. drawing, and he had, like, a bow on I think I think the first... Uh, I think the first uh podcast i mean first episodes of the D session have like the old art or something yeah and it's just like it's like a whole like a completely different setup but uh yeah druids are easily my favorite character in uh in D D just because they're so versatile yeah they have such a huge bag of tricks that they get to take with them oh yeah not the least of which is the shape-shifting <laughs> uh like really realistically the um like enemies Enemies become a lot more manageable if you have a druid on your team. Mm-hmm. Because druids can just, like, own a field. They can just be like, and you're stopped. Yep. And you guys are now poisoned. And, you like, you can do so much stuff where everybody else is just like, okay, druid, tell me which one to hit. And the, you're like, that The problem <laughs> is that we're doing it for an audience. And I'll have all these moments where I'm like... <sighs> I just thought of the perfect thing. Here, you just, just give me that. Trust me. Trust me. Because like, I, because I, I, and I, and I, I hate when people do that in Let's Plays because when it, when it happens in a Let's Play, I'm like, just fucking say the thing. Like, like, because I, I get mad. Like, I get mad at other people for doing that because it's like, just fucking communicate with me and include me in this thing, right? Yeah. But in D and D specifically, it's like, I, 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 I'm guilty of it a little bit because I want the reveal at for the audience to happen when i do the thing as opposed to when i'm explaining what i'm gonna do uh that's a trap i fall into i'm like i i don't know how to like i don't want to leave you out of this but i also don't want to spoil my idea for the audience before i do it and have like the moment there should just be like a text chat yeah Uh, when i think of something cool like that i'm like ah uh but uh and what happens what what happens because of that because i won't say what the thing is people don't trust me and they won't just do the thing and i'm like ah and then the thing doesn't happen and this is one of the cases where people trusted me <laughs> and the, it uh became uh the finale <laughs> well not the so that's not going to really yeah. inspire a lot of future trust in those situations i do i should probably talk to them about creating some kind of way of discussing things silently that they'll actually look at yeah. during the campaign. There needs to just be... Because uh, we have a Discord channel, but no one really looks at it. No, just use... Because like, um, it's always live-streamed, right? Yeah. Just use... Uh, just have Wander create a separate channel in the Twitch chat, because you can make different channels. I mean, the real thing is just it has to be a thing we agree on to look at, because we already have a private Discord that everyone should be looking at, but yeah. I'm, apparently I'm the only one that has it open. That's ever. what I'm saying, but I, I bet you the chat for Twitch is always open. Yeah. So if you just have a separate chat room in Twitch uh on wanders that ha- uh, like a separate room yeah we, we that just you set guys up an idea for in. me to be able to be able to not reveal stuff to the audience but still <laughs> communicate the ideas yeah, like that would probably be your best i have bet. some real good ideas sometimes oh would you like to answer some questions did i tell you oh do you know about the table bazooka no because <laughs> you don't we don't watch the campaigns you don't know about this but there was a moment where we found table tokens okay which is a parody of like at the beginning of the Near the beginning of the campaign, we had tree tokens. Okay. And that's a real item in D&D. Yeah. It's a token you throw, and it spawns a tree. Yeah, just... It's just a just dumb, a gimmicky thing, that's, <laughs> but it's official rules. Yeah. And our first, like, mid-boss encounter we had, we lured him to a ledge, and I threw a tree token at it, and it collapsed the ledge, and it killed the boss, because he... 
literally fell off. And I'm like, well, I just did one action that deleted the boss. <laughs> and that was the first shenanigans moment. And that that's just been continually happening. Like, we've subverted almost every boss that Wanderers come up with, basically. That must feel great. Like, they almost, <laughs> it almost always happens. Uh, like, endlessly. Uh, and, uh... In a, in a moment like that, but not with the not a boss in this case, but there was a room full of enemies, and I was sneaking around alone because the other the, the group was separate from me because they couldn't sneak out the way I could because I okay. could just turn into a little snake and go under doors and do whatever the fuck I want to do. I found an entire I found an entire barrel full of table tokens, which is a dumb thing that Wander made up because we had a table mancer. It was like an enemy that would attack us with sentient tables, which I had the idea of like. You should throw like Banjo Kazooie faces on them so they have like an eye, like angry eyes and shit. Okay. Because so, they were just supposed to be tables he was yeah. controlling because they're wood. And that was a, was a joke on on uh, druids, but I was like, we, we got to put faces on them like they're Banjo Kazooie enemies or something because it'd be perfect. Uh, and we found the source of his power, which is this barrel of table tokens. And he, he was like, Wander just gives us this fuel and doesn't know what we'll do with it. No, okay, he's yeah. just like I'm just gonna give this to you, and it's he, he's thinking in his head probably they they have tokens that summon tables like they'll throw tables at people or something like it's just a, yeah. it's just a joke item. I I ruined it. <laughs> I I took the barrel and I I took I opened the bottom of the barrel and I pointed it at I pointed it towards a room I knew was full of enemies. And I did gust of wind. <laughs> so, I so I created a table bazooka. A tornado of tables. Yeah, and all it's firing out is just like hundreds of tokens come flying out and then all expand and the room is just tables and everyone inside it's dead. <laughs> and all and it becomes a thing that and it becomes an ongoing thing for like our next like six hours of the campaign. Like it's damming the water that's coming in from the flooding passage that's beyond it, and like and table debris becomes an ongoing plot point for difficult terrain. Like all this shit can happen. And it's like it's why D D is great. <laughs> but also I'm just I am just making headaches. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you you sound like the worst person a DM could ever want. Or you're like, God damn it. I think I'm best worst. I give you an inch like, and you take a mile every time. Like I've done like, it and Bird's done it and and Shell's done it for various degrees. I have the really weird solutions, but they've done really some real shits happened. Like the culmination of an, of the entire story to an extent was solved by a Shell just putting in like Lily nullifying its magic with an item she had <laughs> and then it just fell from the sky. <laughs> Which what's fun is that every time we fuck something up like this, it creates a new problem. But boy, does Wander never get to see the thing she make do the thing it was supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of boring when you like are building a boss and you're like, oh man, I can't wait for this yeah. second stage. And then it's like, oh. Like he envisioned well. a giant fight on a floating crystal palace and then Shelling nullified the crystal palace. And now it's just a falling crystal. <laughs> so it's like the fight got undone but also a whole new problem was created which so is a fun. falling crystal palace yeah which leads to really fun moments where like they she can summon a chariot so she got onto that and and bird jumped on that and they escaped but i couldn't get to that so you just became a bird yeah but i can just turn into a bird yeah. so i can just fly but we had this stupid water elemental thing that was sentient and friends with us and it glommed onto me to save itself and i'm like fuck i can't carry all this so what i did is i swam inside of that thing and i gave it stone skin <laughs> i used stone skin on the water elemental while i was inside of it and i, I and i can hold my breath for 15 minutes because i'm a lizard folk so we're yeah. good and and it's a solid eggshell of stone and inside is water. And it's just so I just did an OTST drop. <laughs> <laughs> I turned that like like those 
That's why the game's so fun. You're basically shit. like birthed from space, more yeah. or less. Or it's my like dumb mad an egg like, falls my, to the ground and the uh, water comes out, and you're just like, and I'm back to lizard. Like, I have so much fun with all my dumb mad scientist moments with all my druid powers, but the problem is the most recent one was catastrophic. <laughs> it's <laughs> fine. But so we're gonna get we're gonna have to reboot a new campaign, but all the characters are alive, so we get to keep what's important, which is those those three people. <laughs> yeah. But it's a uh meanwhile bird has to play two characters why because he was like you know the thing where like uh oh yeah you have that stupid there was a thing in uh in metal gear where like i think liquid snake possessed the arm was like revolver ocelot's arm gets cut off and they put a new arm on but it was liquid snake's arm and liquid snake starts to possess ocelot yeah like that idea kind of Bird was playing two characters in one body that at one point get split off from each other. And, like, so he has two separate characters he has to play. So he was playing a character that would split between, between two personalities every time he was knocked unconscious. He'd wake up as the other one okay. and switch back and forth. Uh, but eventually they were split, so he had to roll, he had to play two characters that had two separate character sheets and personalities. That's bothersome. Shit has happened. It's, it's been a, it's been an eventful campaign. That sounds, it's, it's been eventful. At least it sounds fun, though. So it's, it's what, what you would need. hope for. It only took like fucking 10 tries to get into a campaign that both went more than five sessions and also had fun stuff. Happen. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not really it's, easy to find a good session. One, of D&D. one of the reasons why D&D is so niche is because it's so fucking hard to make it just even work. Yeah. And go anywhere. I, I yeah. You're looking at the clock because you're looking, looking for questions. Yeah. yeah. We're one hour in. It's question Tuesday. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's a Vlogbrothers reference, but also it's Saturday now. Uh-uh. Plot twist. We record on Tuesdays, but fucking State of Decay, like, you think this come up more, but no. video games tend to come out on Tuesday. Yay. And we tend to record on Tuesday. Yay. Yeah, but almost always, the stuff we're recording is some random thing we feel like recording, and it's also it's a long-term thing, because we can only record once a week. Yeah. But, like, ma- recording new releases is often part of my job, <laughs> and it's shockingly infrequent for us to have to reschedule because of a Tuesday release. This is, like, the second time. Yeah, I think this is like the second time. It's at least this, like the second time since the podcast, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, State of Decay comes out Tuesday, which I think you're going to be involved in if you can get it to work. I, I'm pretty we'll sure see. I can. I think once it releases, it will stop being mm-hmm. bundled. Because right now, my the, my other group is like Wander, Derf, and Bird are all like into Stardew Valley right now. And I don't, and I don't think they want to stop playing Stardew Valley to play State of Decay. Is Wander not going to play State of Decay? No, he will. Oh, okay. But Wander has infinite time because he's like me. He's more like he's more than me. Because uh. <laughs> he records way more than I do. So he can just lop more multiplayer into a schedule, no problem. But like Bird has like a bandwidth of like two hours, less than two hours per day is like how much he can record and only some days. So like we record maybe two hours a day, sometimes like three or four days a week. Okay. Then that's like it. And like that's all he can do and he has to cancel all the time. Because mm. he just he has a life. Yeah. And these other people, they have jobs and loved ones and rent and hobbies and art classes to go to and shit like that. I don't know what all that is. That sounds like a lot of business. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of cross scheduling to go. So like, you literally have to like, if you want to change to one thing, you literally have to stop the other thing because they can't do both. And yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, whereas. You have job, but you have self-employed job and yeah. make your own schedule to an extent and just are in this room a lot of the time. I literally just and, don't leave. And me and Wander, our job is the videoing. So we can just be like, when we have a, we have like an additional thing, like when uh, me and Wander decide to do Far Cry 5, we were just like, and eh, we'll just start recording it like in the middle of the day and we'll be done with it before we even get to the part of the day where everyone else wants to do the yeah. game. <laughs> Which is nice. We just work around it. 
So, like, this is in supplement to the Stardew recordings, which I that is that is such like a to this day, like I playing Stardew, and I'm just like it's it's basically a podcast game. We're just talking. <laughs> yeah, it's like I it, well, it is like it, I, it's, I don't. It's like I, Minecraft. I don't know if I can well, find just, this, but like Minecraft. I feel like in Minecraft I can find something to do that's interesting to me more. Yeah. And part of that might just be because I can just make a building project. Yes. Like, I'm going to start, like, I'm going to just, like, I I, spe- I I once spent, like, a day in Minecraft just, like, listening to documentaries on Netflix and making a sewer system that for my city. Yes. Which doesn't do anything, but it just looked like a sewer system under my city, and that's just what I was doing in yeah. my day. Whereas I... Stardew mechanically doesn't really facilitate that. Yeah, I, like I you can see what you're saying. You can technically make a farm with like fences and crap, but whatever. Like, basically, every craftable thing is like work. Yeah. Whereas in Minecraft, you knock down some trees, like uh, you find a jungle, you knock down that tree, and it's like I have enough to make an entire house now. Yeah. As opposed to Stardew, it's like you're doing like a you have a daily schedule, and like everyone's open or closed at different parts of the day or different days of the week, and every individual item you want to make is usually just an item that does a purpose, a purpose, and that's it, as opposed to, like, building, like, okay. structures, necessarily. And whenever you can build a thing, it's, like, it requires, like, this. just, it, there is shit involved in making that thing. It's, like, Stardew... It sounds, it sounds almost like Animal Crossing, but with more work somehow. Yeah. <laughs> like... No, like, Stardew was, like, a midpoint between Animal Crossing and Factorio. Yeah. Where, like, you... Because I don't think Animal Crossing was as much into, like, gathering resources to build thing that requires recipes, yes. is it? Is it? Well, I mean, if you want to, if you, like, resources, it's, does, you need does to, Does Animal like, Crossing have, like, this is a stru- this is a thing you want to build, and this is the recipe, and it requires these, like, 17 things or whatever the fuck to construct it, like, uh, in Factorio? There's some stuff like that. Uh, a lot of the time, it's money. It's just, like, straight cold Yeah, like, as cash. far as I could tell, mon- but, Animal Crossing was way more mindless in that it was, like, you just get a thing, and then you usually sell the thing. Yeah. And maybe you can buy something you want. It depends. pretty much, like, everything turns directly into money, and then money turns into other stuff. And yeah. That's, that's it. There's other stuff you need, like, um, you'll have to sometimes go around and dig up fossils to find stuff. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you have to... Uh, there's, like, like, little things like that, but... But, like, yeah. Stardew is way more factorial in, yes. its, in its production. Like, even, your, even the leveling system actually unlocks new recipes oh okay like you have like six different skills and as you level up those skills in my case combat usually and so it's mining got, so uh, it's got like a hub world that's similar to animal crossing where it's time-based people have things time-based and, and their schedules and so on yeah but then it's also but then everything the gameplay is factorio yeah where you're going out collecting things and those but things except can for build the buildings. factory part of factorio yeah except for the the, the efficiency the, the most factory part is like you could make a sprinkler like you crafted a sprinkler so now it waters these crops as opposed to you having to manually water these crops every great day. like that kind of stuff like there's a few automated machines but it's not generally like factorial where it's like no you set it and forget it and this is a mega facility that works yeah. on its own like that's you're, you're always doing stuff i always love that you're always, having to, you're always having to deal with your goddamn energy meter that drains whenever you do anything besides walk uh but you sound very fond of this game I, I don't think I could enjoy it. I don't think I could either. Which I don't. Is why I, I, never I don't it. think I could sit down alone and like make it fun. Like I actually can't. Like I I I. At yeah. Be- at best, it would have to be a really passive experience where I'm like listening to podcasts and zoning out, and it's just like eh, whatever. I do whatever I feel like, and who knows? But like at in the context of a let's play where I have to do a show out of it, I like I literally could not comprehend doing this without other people. Yeah, I could see that. I've 
I've started and, feeling and, like, that way. And some people do complain about it too. Where like like I'll see like comments on like Wander's video, and like it'll be like another episode of just fishing. And it's like that's what the game is. Especially in multiplayer. Yeah. Because it, you, you're all going and getting resources you need to work together to build a thing. It, but like, to, but to an extent, yeah. Like, Admittedly, the multiplayer is a little bit more monotonous. Yeah. Because you specialize. Yeah, you just you, do you, whatever. Inevitably, everyone ends up specializing in a thing, which means that they're pretty much going to do the one thing every day to an extent. Which I've been doing the mo- I've been doing what I think is probably the most exciting thing every day, it's which mining. is I'm the mining one. Yeah. Which means you go down the mines, which yeah you 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 mine the crystals when you find them, but also they're full of monsters. So you fight monsters and you have health and energy to manage. Which the health meter is literally invisible most of the game until you f- enter a mine and then just pops up. Like by the way, there's a health meter because it's not re- it's not relevant to the rest of the game. Yeah, the crops aren't going to kill you. So like, I'm playing the version of the game that has a health meter and damage and you and like staffs consumables to heal and stuff like yeah. that like all that's happening uh which is still like not great as far as like that type of gameplay can be done so you can find such better versions everywhere else yeah. but i'm at least playing like a game where stuff happens and once you beat the main dungeon you can eventually unlock like a, the skull dungeon which is a roguelike huh because the main dungeon uh the main dungeon every five floors you unlock an elevator okay so you, you can go all the way down to floor 120 and the elevator just automatically unlocks every five floors so you can pick up where you left off vaguely the skull dungeon i think also might be 120 floors but you start from the beginning every time but in addition an additional level of weirdness ever to ever unlike the normal dungeon uh in the normal dungeon you mine rocks and randomly one of them will spawn a ladder okay that's how you get to the next floor yeah in the skull dungeon the it could be a ladder or it could be a hole and if it's a hole then it goes down more than one floor and I've seen them go down like eleven floors. Oh, and so like it's a, so it actually feels way more roguelike because there's way more enemies. There's there's a lot, there's a bunch of different enemies. They're more they're more aggressive usually, and the what happens from session to session is way more random. So it's more Seems interesting. More interesting, yeah. And it has to be more interesting because I don't think there's anything left after that. I think it's just that it's yeah. supposed to sustain you for the rest of the game if you're doing mining. I've I found myself but like I look at the farming stuff and I'm like I. Don't even like looking at that. <laughs> I don't even like the core concept of this game. Like I just peace out and leave at the beginning of every day. Like the sun comes out, and I'm like, Zoop! and then back we, to the mine. You have this whole excuse of like, I like, yeah, Keith has to conserve his <clears throat> conserve his energy for like the mines and stuff like that. So that's my excuse to not have to like water crops and crap. Yeah, but I'm just like, oh man, I don't know if I could if I had to. This is boring. <laughs> I I don't like, know. I like started... I've seen in Wonder's video him manually manually water like thirty individual crop tiles one by one with a watering can, which I think you have to refill via the lake over and over again. And then he has to go lay down in bed because his energy is half empty, and he has to just wait for it to refill in real time before he can go off to do other stuff. Jesus, I'm like I don't. Oh boy, it's not appealing. I no. don't get it. I don't get it. I've I've been finding myself uh, less apted. To having fun playing games by myself lately. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think God of War really killed it for me. <laughs> I think God of War actually like kind of like, oh, no. broke me on that. Because uh, I what did God of War do? I walked away from God of War just like so disgusted as uh, as like wow, this is a this was a video game, um, and like I, maybe it was because I like a hundred percented it. That's, yeah, and uh, and I think, but it, I'm like, becoming really not a proponent of 100%ing games generally, because like, because like, especially I mean, like that, that last 10%, yeah, is usually like just the most unfun possible things. Yes, 
And I think the problem was, as I was going through the entire time, I was like, you know, there's only so much that, like, especially because I was recording it. And so I was like, there's only so much I can talk about when... When, like, nothing new is happening. The game has nothing to talk about. Yeah. And, like, even... And I'm not talking about just there the was farming. a really There was a really damning thing in the... In previously recorded's review of the thing. Yeah. Where they edited together footage uh, that was really rough to watch where they... Uh, they showed like the giant trolls or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. um, and it's like and there's the fire one and there's the ice one and they synced up the animation and camera angle perfectly so you saw them all do the same attack at the same part of the screen in the same way and it's yeah. like oh wow it's just a recolor that's that's rough yeah uh, and the worst part is there's like a handful of enemies they never change mm-hmm. so once you've encountered all of them well that's all you're getting it's like okay, and this great. is all derivative of a franchise that used to have like six-hour games, right? Yeah, weren't weren't God of War games really short? And this one, God of like, War games, this one like twenty or thirty hours this, long. This game was like thirty hours long, and it's it was. I think the thing that broke me was I was like, okay, well, for one, I have nothing to talk about after after about like after about probably the five-hour mark of the game. Mm-hmm. I I was like, I've got nothing. The game is done realistically it's over i've encountered every enemy i already basically know where this is going in terms of story i don't care about anything because why would i the game what's really rough is when a game runs into that problem when you're not even being completionist yeah when a game does that when you're literally just playing the campaign and you're like it's literally out of ideas to express and mechanics to show and that was before i knew keep going that was before i knew there was like a -a collect-a-thon thing to Mm -hmm. do like that's what happened to me with the surge and neo oh yeah like neo just blows its load on monster variety and then like the entire second half of the game there's just no more new monsters like they just keep recombining them in different groups or making you fight larger groups of them or whatever yeah and almost in self-parody they make you they keep making you fight the first boss of the game over and over again like way more than the asylum demon ever happened and like this is the one where there's two of them and this is the one where you have to fight three of them in a row and this one he's just randomly showing up in the middle of this level whoa it's the first boss again it's like fuck off <laughs> i fought this boss so many times and like with how long the game is like when the game just runs out of stuff to show you and all you have to look forward to is the next new boss and the game keeps populating itself with like you did the, you did the main mission here's a side mission and then you load in the side mission it's like it's literally just the same map, but you spawned at the end, and you're supposed to go towards the beginning. And like they're making you play levels backwards as if that's new content. Yeah. It's like, they do that for every level in Neo. Jeez. Every single uh. level in Neo has at least one side mission where you just run through it backwards. And they often have multiple other missions where you just play in a particular zone of it and clear a few enemies and stuff like that. And it's like, they're just re- they're literally recycling content nonstop. That's... It's brutal. I mean, God of War, I don't feel like ever recycled content i feel like it was pretty good about like you go here once you're done here you're out of here but the enemies get recycled yeah and there wasn't definitely enough also it's just a lot of nothing half the game but like the majority of the game is just like one day we're going to the, get the there traveling stuff yes it's like you're or either the boat traveling you're either and stuff. in a boat you're either walking really slowly they do the god of war or the gears of war thing where it's like Hey, we gotta <laughs> you talk gotta, real quick. You gotta quick. walk slow as the camera zooms in on you a little bit. Yes, and the dialogue happens. Like, look, I get it. I I have this I have this really stringent complaint, which is I always I, wish those moments were cutscenes because at least a cutscene would be framed better. Yes, like they would do Where camera like, angles or something. If you want instead to, instead of just sitting there. If you want to make plot that's mandatory, 
cut scene. Do not do this thing where you take away mm-hmm. my agency and you go like, well, keep walking, you fucking slave. And it's like, no, it's because always, I want brutal to. brutal when you hit the moment. You're like, I got to jump over this tiny wall to move forward. And, and you're I just can't like, jump over it because he's talking right now. And, you're just and he's sta- incapable yeah. of multitasking. Yeah, and you're just walking into a ledge. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, this feels natural. I'm just talking and walking almost off the ledge because I can't jump from it. And it's like. Those kind of things happen so often. And, like, I, I think it was just because I was by myself. And once I reached that point of having nothing to talk about, I was like, all I've got left is complaints. Mm-hmm. And I can't just make, a f- basically at that point, a 30-hour series of complaints. And it's like, so I just had to kind of not be alive. I had to get, I basically got myself to a point of, like, almost cathartic state of like uh, intoxication and just played through it yeah because there's nothing else that could convince me to do it and like i would get up and there's there like a point in which i was like okay i just need to kill this one last like boss and then i can just f- kill the final boss and be done with this I've, but I've i had become... to but i had a farm for hours to get the material to make the suit required to go and kill the boss because you're to kill the boss you're in a zone where there's a time limit and you can only increase the time limit by wearing certain gear, and you mm. can only get that gear by farming for material, by going through the area that has a time limit, which means you can only go through it a certain amount of time before you have to run back without losing all the material. And it's like... Sounds like you had a good day. It, I, I literally sounds spent... Sounds like you had a good day. I li- like, and here's the thing. That's I get... I allot my... like the kind of task where if you... If it, if it pisses you off enough, it will just sour the rest of the game retroactively. Oh, yeah. Where you're just like... I. This is the note it ended on was me being miserable. I mean, and I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. That was probably the real point that soured me because the real point that soured me was the moment I started and the boy was there. And I was like, well, mm. this game already sucks and I hate it. I, I knew the, and, yeah, we, we all and, knew that more or less yeah, going and, in. It was it, like, you're going to be like, I can't deal with this game because they took one of my favorite franchises and were like, what if it had child? <laughs> it, it's <laughs> it literally, like, that's literally the worst thing you can do yeah, to, to a franchise Andrew likes is add a child to it. It's, it, it, it's almost like spite like you add a child to a game franchise out of spite made it a slow third person methodical first first party sony game which they all are now yeah they all are i'm done i had had that same reaction where i i first saw god of war and i'm not even saying god of war like from my perspective i'm like this could be a great game i don't like it's fine whatever i'm not i'm not shitting on the game specifically but my first reaction to god of war was like how it like wow that looks like every sony game like there's all these uncharted there's, there's all these PS4, last of us like it doesn't necessarily look like uncharted but like it looked like a no, like no. it looks like horizon for example i'm saying every goddamn first or, or what is it second first I'm, party I'm just, well first yeah party i know that they're, PS4 I know they as a company are obsessed with making these cinematic third person games that, that are all following in the trail of basically uncharted as a whole stop making that like to the point where like horizon and god of war are following in that vein and in particular horizon bothers me because it feels like a game and setting and like mechanic system that would run better if it wasn't trying to have a third person camera yeah god of like, war feels like that too all the shooting would feel better in first person but much so much of the action stuff and the boss fighting stuff would be better would feel better probably at a more distant third person like rpg camera angle than like the cinematic like yep. you can only see like their hips and up yes. weird angle like, I can't see where their feet are, and you're going to give me a dodge roll? <laughs> like, there's a dodge roll in Horizon, and I'm going to dodge charging robots that come at me, and I'm like, I can't see shit. And, he's, and, and, and specifically, not only can I not see above her waist, or below her waist, but, like, she's, like, off-center? 
And so yeah. like the camera's like not even centered on the character I'm manipulating, and you're gonna, you want you want, like you're so focusing on all these cinematic things, but I w- I want a mechanically focused game. Yeah, and that's what I like about Dark Souls is like Dark Souls' cinematic moments are so subtle. There's just little moments where you get into a really beautiful large area or a super boss fight, and and without even noticing it, you realize oh the camera got further away. Because I wanted me to see more of it. Yes. But, like, you won't even notice that but be, at but first. Because you still have full facility of yeah, your yeah, character. Everything's working the way it normally does. Yes. Which is a rule that the Surge breaks. There's a boss fight where the Surge has a fixed camera angle. Mm. And I'm like, that's never happened in the entire game. And it never happens again. Oh, good. There's just a fixed camera angle and your character's moving independently of the camera. You're like, I can't, I, my, this fucks my whole brain on how the game works. Like, it's hard to articulate this until you've experienced it. But when you're playing a game like Dark Souls... Your character is in a fixed spot on the screen. Yeah. So, functionally, you stop seeing your character. Yeah, your, your character that, is... That's the spot of the screen that is, if I get hit there, bad things happen. Yes. And you're moving around. And it, it's like uh, when you get better at playing Rock Band, you stop looking at the line on the bottom, which is the spot where the notes go to. Yes. And you start looking at the middle ground and t- and sort of seeing it as a periphery as a whole, as opposed to literally staring at the spot that the notes are going into. Yeah, because like, that will cause you to like panic and yeah. mess up. Yeah. And so like, and the, that consistency means you know that thing's there. You don't have to look at it directly anymore. It's not moving or anything. So you just look around. And so Surge... Out of nowhere for one fight being like, fuck it, your character moves around the screen. It's like, no, now I have to see my character. Suddenly this is a Hollow Knight. And one of the reasons I struggle with Hollow Knight so bad is because Hollow Knight, I have to physically observe a platformer character while doing boss fights. And that's a whole different skill than all this Dark Souls stuff. So people compare it to Dark Souls and they act like you should be good at it because you're good at Dark Souls. I'm like, no, 2D side-scrolling platforming combat is a completely different skill. I did way better at Hollow Knight than I ever. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah, I did way better at Hollow Knight than I did at Dark Souls. I was like, oh, this is... Definitely yeah. not Dark Souls like. Have you heard my gripe about Hollow Knight? Mm-mm. So it's, it's, only, it's I only have like one because the game's it's fine. I, I really like it's a it's a high quality game like yeah. front to back really. Like even the like even the part that broke me was like the boss fight I just couldn't beat. But that's not like the game sucks now. It's like I can't I can't beat this boss. What boss? I can't do this. Uh, you you've never seen him. Oh, it's Nightmare Grim. Oh, which okay. is one of the it's the final DLC boss. That's yeah. just like fuck this. I I, I want to see you fight it. I, I want to see you I'll go through the it. DLCs and see how it goes, because uh, fuck, <laughs> I, I, I actually gave up and moved on. Really? Yeah, it's not really a thing I'm known for, but I like I literally was like, I I, I couldn't even consistently get I, I I did it for like two plus hours or more I think, and I couldn't even consistently get past the first twenty five percent. You got every you got every uh, gem. I had every charm. You have every charm. I have every charm, every okay. health, every soul. Have you been combining them to make cool f- effects? A little bit, but uh, part of the problem with Grim is that you have a you have a mandatory charm to do the fight, and the charm doesn't help you in the fight, but it takes up like five of your charm slots. Do you not have the extra charm? What do you mean extra charm? The one that gives you an extra slot. What? Okay. Do you just mean getting all the notches? Uh, no. There's uh, there's a combination that gives you. There's a combination I use for the final boss. That's like a super broken cheating uh combination imagine where... the final boss i haven't told you i'll be the final boss did i no i just brought in uh a glowing womb mm-hmm. the one that made that just summons the bugs yeah via your soul yeah and so i just They're i just, great aren't they all i did was just because it's all platforming to shit and i have to keep track of all that shit i just focused on surviving and, and the bugs just keep hitting it and yeah the bugs just kept hitting the boss for me i'm yeah. like all right this and then went shop it went by shockingly fast yeah i was like how was this how did I win that fast? I had my combination was because you when you go to the final boss in order to 
get to the actual final boss, you have to have the uh, the what's it called the the thing equipped. You have to have the well. Did he, the you mean the the the, yeah, the the charm for the boss? yeah the charm for well, the did boss? You, did you get the good ending? Yes, the good good ending. Yeah, the good good ending. And uh, when you get that version of it, the I think it's called avoid something. That charm doesn't take up any space. I thought it did. No. Because when what you, was it? You because so you wear the king soul, which is the white one. Yeah, and you take it into the abyss. And when you're wearing it, then it takes up five slots. Yes. When you when it turns into the void thing, uh, suddenly you look at your screen and it's and it's like you have to have this equipped or it can't ever be removed from you or whatever the fuck. But you look at your screen, there's five open slots. Yeah. You realize, oh, it's permanently equipped, but all the slots that used to take up are open, so it doesn't yes. take up any slots. So it's just visibly there. It's a lower equipment. Yeah. So, uh, so that thing doesn't take up any space. Okay. There. I'm trying to remember what exactly my comp, uh, my bat, it's been, my it's been bench. a while now. Huh? Yeah, I remember. Was there no DLC yet when you played it? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I remember specifically it was a combination where I take two damage for every hit, but I do four times as much damage. I think you just were overcharmed. I was overcharmed. That's just the thing where you just mash the button until it goes in. Well, there's a and specific it way, into, though. It puts you into a state that makes you take double damage. Yeah, well, I... Just I, if you're ever overcharmed, you take double damage. No, I know. but So I was overcharmed, but I also had all these crazy like buff combinations that like yeah. work in tandem to give you four times as much damage. So, like, every... every basically, I was... For the, for the final boss, I was like... Ow, I got hit. Boof, and the boss is like, Jesus, stop. And I, it's like, I avoided overcharming because for the longest time it sounded like it was an exploit and not a mechanic. Oh, it is. As far as I can tell, it's a mechanic now. Well, it's a, well, it's a mechanic, but it is definitely... You can as, exploit as, it super bad. No, I mean, like, as far as I can tell, it's it's officially in the game now and it's oh, supposed to be there. Yeah, it's supposed like, to be there. Like, you spam the button and it has, like, the whole part where it punishes you now. Yeah. Like, by making you take double damage, it's like, it's a mechanic now. Yeah. But uh, the it way, still feels cheap. The way people were explaining it for the longest time made it sound like it was cheating. It, like I yeah. thought, it, I thought it was literally an exploit and not a mechanic. It depends. And I, think it, I think it might have started as an exploit that be, that they then just turned into a mechanic because they, they didn't did. want to retcon it out, but they wanted to make a make it actually have a negative and not just be a cheat that yeah. you just win with. I, but, uh, I but, mean, but even yeah. then, my when I found that out, I was I still stuck with not using it because I'm like double damage. No, it sounds bad, especially but when if they you hit these bosses that already do double damage. Yeah, I'm but like, if you fuck you, if you're good, well, that's the thing. It doesn't count doubly. Oh, so there's literally no consequence then no. for the double damage. If bosses. the boss does double damage, it does does double damage, huh. which is why I don't care. But uh, what's nice is that it is still a, it's like if you're good enough at dodging, like I had those equipped for like the last part of the game. I had that set, so I would just run like an enemy would show up to dead, dead, dead. Like well, there was nothing that got everyone in my way. look forward to Andrew's attempts on Nightmare Grim. I'll try it. I'll probably Can't beat wait it. to see it happen. I'll probably beat you're it. significantly better at that genre than I am, <laughs> so I'm interested in seeing if it works out. I I beat that. Um, I remember. I think my hardest one or the hardest one I ever fought was the uh, was the. the it's, it's funny because I heard, I heard of... about I heard about Wonder quitting on that, and I was like, oh, he couldn't beat the boss of that DLC, and he and he always blamed it on the fact that he hadn't played for a while, so he was rusty, and so. Uh, was it? I was like, I fought him, and it was, it was fucking impossible. I'm like, oh no, you weren't rusty. You just, it's just fucking that hard. But then I look back and find out, no, he actually, he actually was rusty because he was stuck on the previous fight. Oh, <laughs> he, he literally couldn't get to the hard fight. I'm like, oh no, he would. I guess he just was rusty from not playing. He couldn't get to the hard fight. Oh, like, I never mean, mind. I'm probably rusty, but I can, I can pick it back up. Yeah, I'll just go to the Zod, the Zod fight. Just go savant it. Because if I practice with him, the Zod fight. Yeah. 
That's not his name, is it? Zote. Zote. Great, great Zote. Zote. Yeah. Zod. Whatever. Fucking Superman uh, villain. <laughs> Zote. Zote, I will do. I'll do the Zote dream fight. Because it's uh, practice. Because that's a good practice fight. Because it gives you everything, which is like incessantly annoying fucking running and covering the screen. That's uh, that one of the funniest payoffs for a fight, though. The, yeah. Because Zote, uh, Grey Prince Zote, uh, like that. Uh, like he does the same moves he did when in the arena. Yeah, his stupid flailing and shit like that. Yeah. Like it's all the dumb attacks he did in the original arena fight where he couldn't hurt you because he was so garbage. But I think Great Prince Zote is a DLC fight. Is it? Yeah, I think you had one of the DLCs already. The Hidden Dreams DLC. Yeah, I have the I had the Hidden Dreams. Okay, so you had I did, that one. I did all you the did, dream so you, bosses. So you just haven't done Great Prince. Yeah, I mean, you just, I mean, you haven't done or the, Hidden Troop. Yeah, I haven't done the Hidden Troop. Yeah, so you've done. Yeah, the, the DLC bosses for Hidden Dreams are Grey Prince, Zote, and White Defender. Okay. Are the are the main are the two new fights. But then there's three dream versions of previous boss fights, but they're just harder and faster. And then there's yeah. a uh Alright, and then all those all those grave all those random people that you that give you yep. like two hundred soul are actually were in the original game already. Yeah. I, I so I kept thinking all the I, because there's a Did DLC you... called Hidden Dreams, I kept thinking everything involving the Dream Blade was DLC. Oh, okay. So I thought all of those random ghosts you see everywhere yeah. that's like, ah, I'm a fallen champion who or whatever the fuck. And you fight him and he fl- floats around his graveyard and he's yeah. like a mini boss. I thought those were all from the Hidden Dreams DLC for the longest really? time. Really? Because it's called the Hidden Dreams yeah, DLC. Yeah, that makes sense. Until I realized that the Dream Nails are mandatory for beating the game, basically, and really important, actually. Curious question. Did you go to the hall um, that's across from the lady? Uh... Where you you know where you turn in the what's it called? You turn in the things and she gives you stuff. The old uh, the old seer, the one that gives you the dream mail. You mean like the one that looks like a Kickstarter backer room? Yeah. <laughs> um, across the way from her is like that hall that has yeah. all the ghosts. Did you go in there and like try attacking the ghosts? Yes. Did you kill all of them? No. I killed every ghost in that room. I, I realized what it would take. Yeah. And I was like, fuck no. Oh, I killed every ghost. No, I, I tried it. I figured out how to. I, I, I figured out how to, how to fend off the guy that attacks you and everything. Yes. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. I'm not doing this that many times. This yeah. is a pain in the ass. I am. I I'm not consistent at stopping it, and it's a real pain. I I, I don't know like, why, but I was just, just like just spiteful. I was so con- like I was so convinced that something would good would happen if I killed as opposed all of to them. you just getting one dream essence over and over again. Yes, <laughs> which is all that happens. It's all that happens. It was worth it though. Because then I now I go. You can feel like you did that. Well, because every time I go into that room, there's just, it's just nothing in there, and I'm just like, why do you? As if there's reasons to go there in the first place. <laughs> no, but it's great because you walk in, and there's still the thing you that's waiting. Get more dream essence by doing the platforming thing in that room, which I did. Yeah, I did that. I did all of it. I cleaned that room out. <laughs> you don't even need it to either. No, fuck them. I think those are supposed to be like backers or specific. I don't. Yeah, they seem like that. I think that's, that's, that was my first guess because they're yeah. all of them scream like OC do not steal. Yeah, like a bunch of them have really like, kind of obnoxious designs. Yes, and also one of them's a weird child thing, and I'm like, what? How does this does? How does this fit with the rest? And it's yeah. just it screams like a bunch of people that had a certain backing tier could just make up a thing. And that's basically. why I also wanted to kill them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you get enough dream essence if you just defeat uh, Zote, White Defender, and all of the mini bosses. That's what I did. And like with that, and and the and the platforming ones. Like everyone's like everyone was saying you have you have to do the three super hard fights in order to do it. I'm like I didn't do any of them. I'm like fuck that. I tried one of them. And I'm like no. <laughs> Which one did you try? Uh, Lost Kin. 
Which one is that? That's the... it looks like it looks kind of like your head, but under some tentacles, and you fight him, and that's when the uh, the corruption shows up in the first zone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can fight him again, and I was like, "Fuck no!" <laughs> like that was that's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> I just noped out of that immediately because he was just destroying me. Yeah, I I think the one I hated the most was the uh, was the guy the guy that spawned the meteorites fall down. Like, he jumps around, and he, like, has, like, the meteors come down. Like, he jumps at you, and then when he jumps at you, like, rocks fall, and you're like, fucking why? He's he's one of the, he has, a, like, a dream phase, and his dream phase is, like... Is it the Dung Defender? Yeah. Not the Dung Defender. It's the, um... It's hard to keep track of some of these. Yeah, I can't remember For me, name. the hardest boss in the game was one that you actually can't relate to because he wasn't hard when you fought him. Who? the uh the man the mantis boss oh not, not the triple but the one the 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 one that's on his own like the, the, he's like an, an exile or whatever oh that one he was apparently like a pushover fight so they buffed the fuck out of him and he got really hard he was the hardest boss in the game for me i think until i fought uh, uh nightmare grim did they buff like, he him? was fucking brutal they gave him new attacks, and he's really aggressive, and he does two hearts damage. Like, they made him way tougher. God damn. So apparently, he was just a pushover that would just instantly die. And it was just, like, a super easy fight. And so they did that. But if you play it again, then you have the you have the Grim Troop DLC to go into, which is two fights on its own. But then also, you, what you need to look out for is the hive, uh, the life Lifeblood DLC was the free update they did where they did a bunch of under-the-hood stuff that makes the whole game run better and a bunch of stuff like that. Okay. But in addition to that, they added a boss to the uh, the bee area. So there's a boss. There's a there's a bee boss now that you can just go back and fight. Fight no bee boss? Yeah. Stupid. You gotta fight every boss, Andrew. <laughs> but I, I want to see you fight Nightmare Grim. I'll fight the Grims. King Grim. Grimming McGrimmington. I'll fight him, please. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just rip your video and show it on my channel. <laughs> Look, it's beaten. Shut up. Go away. <laughs> we should do questions, I guess. Sure. I don't, I don't remember if we had any sort of... Un, un, I don't remember if we have a topic we didn't follow up on from that discussion, but I've lost track of our th train of thought at this point. Uh, let's see. Where do we leave off on these questions? Um, what? Uh, oh, we did the Wes what, Anderson I think it's movie. what Bachelor is Andrew getting. Yes, what Bachelor is Andrew getting? I don't think it was mentioned, but maybe I just didn't catch it. What got him into the field? Does he plan to do anything with it aside from spitefully, spitefully showing, showing off? Uh, <laughs> I mean, a lot of that. I mean, always that. Always I never that. not do that. But, you know, the, the field or the Bachelors I'm getting is in information technology, which is a really, really fancy way of saying you're just a help desk. Yeah, uh, it's the most I would say it's the most pointless degree I've ever heard of. Um, this some of these classes have to be like obnoxiously easy, huh? Is that why you're beating them so quickly? Yes, because uh, I'm I, I've uh, taken Infotech twice. Yeah, I took a like just Infotech as yeah. a class, both in so high school imagine, and we talked about this. So I took yeah. it in high school and college, and it's like I it was like nothing. It like it's wasn't nothing. even a real class. <laughs> most of these classes are not real classes. That's um, why you're beating it so fast. Yeah, well, like yeah, the things that are holding me up oh. are the secondary side because there's a the major is in information technology, so that's the bachelor's but in information to, technology. You have to do GE or something. Well, is that the problem? like the the minor of that degree is is business management. Hmm. So I have to take classes on how to be a manager in a business, and it is awful. You just made this little. It's made, like you made some of this a little less impressive, actually, just now. 
It's fine. Unspoken. I thought you were getting this like rapid fire well, super degree in fucking like computer I, science. I mean, I'm like, I don't. Holy shit. Well, okay. So the core. So I the, thought you were doing programming. Is like no. the whole class. You so were the doing. core. The core classes are all information technology classes, which are pathetically sad and mm-hmm. easy. Um, but the welcome to our seventh class on Microsoft Word. Yeah, well, not like that easy. But the uh, I Today wish it we're was. going to say what the tab button does. Yeah, I wish it was that easy. No, there. It's more. It's more in the kin of like, here's how the internet works. Do you want to know what the entire uh, uh, OSI layer works? And like, just show that puppet video. <laughs> the internet is really, really great. Basically, but the. Um, <laughs> Uh, but once I read a, reach a halfway point, which I have, I'm almost there. Then uh, what happens is it turns into a okay. Now it's time to just get certifications, and those become a fucking nightmare because it's have it's fun. not the college doing it anymore. Now it's like a third party comes in and says like I'm going to teach you how to school, and it's like is this the same? No, it's not. So anything. you haven't even started that yet. That's no. the whole next thing. Coming I haven't up. done a single degree Are you or just a looking single at that in fear. Kind of, yeah. There's like five certifications. So it's like I have to get like oh, to get like A plus certification, cloud certification, networking certification, Microsoft server certification, and something so this, else. This company that keeps spitefully putting all these roadblocks in front of you is ultimately going to just also just lazily hand you off to other companies. Yes. But those companies won't be bad about it, uh, which is the nice thing. Yeah. I know. It's, it's just, it makes these people seem even lazier and, yeah. and snake oily. But <laughs> the, 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 uh, the general ed classes are like the worst classes I've ever taken. Uh, I'm in one right now that's like information systems, and it is mind numbingly boring. It is like. I want to talk to you about how a business runs on its day-to-day events and how as a I manager to take ethics and computer science. That's fine. I don't think I learned a thing. No. <laughs> like I just was sitting there just waiting. Also like, we were the satellite class, so we were watching a live stream essentially of the actual class. Oh. Yeah. That's nice. Talk about we were in the secondary room of a of a class being taught in a different campus. It was like overflow. That's and so we were watching the real classroom in our classroom live. I would be rather it's, upset about that. Yeah, it's probably not like the best learning environment. But it's also a really stupid subject. Yes, it is. Computer ethics is a stupid subject. Zero ethics. Do whatever you want as long as it works and long as progress is being made. I don't care uh, about the specifics. It's just like technology has to keep moving it, forward. It, uh. To rebuff Andrew being a lunatic, uh, it, it was just more that it was like, I can't believe we even have to have a class about this because every single thing was just like, yes, obviously. Yeah. Yes. What? It's yeah. all common what sense stuff, too. Where It's, it's like yeah. a bunch of computer equivalent of like, do not shoot your dog. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> Why are you telling me that? Yes. Now that, it, now that you brought it up, it got weirder. See, my problem, I, I will say the problem is I have to like kind of push myself back because I keep... There are moments where I, there, I can't tell what information is not common knowledge to me. So, like, someone, like, I'll be taking a class and it'll be like, all right, we're going to get, like, super. You're trying to think of which things you know, which which things that you know are, are things everyone knows, which things are you know are actually weird esoteric information. Yes. Yeah. And it's really hard because, then I, I like, I'm saying, yeah, these classes are fucking a breeze. But, like, I went through the entire process of how to encapsulate a packet and send that packet and then receive another packet and that was just like common knowledge. Like, why wouldn't you know how? This yeah, people definitely don't know that. 
But how do you not know how that fucking works? I don't know that. It's like the most important. That's literally how you do anything on the fucking computer yep. ever. I learned like, it and forgot it because you were there. It's, you were there when I learned yeah, it. Yeah, but it's like. We were in the Cisco class where we learned about packets and everything. And it just never came up again for the next uh, 12 years. It's very <laughs> it's literally important. never been discussed a single time since then. <laughs> well, that, so I've I just mean, forgotten all the details. Yeah, but like it's. And I work in that. And I, even I am like, I don't remember how packets work exactly and that's the thing. because it's literally never been discussed a single time in any context so ever I might until be, now. I might be, I might be smudging the details here about yeah. how easy this degree is. To mm-hmm. me, it seems like patheticness because every class I jump into, it's like, oh, oh boy, you hope you're ready. And I'm like, yeah, I was ready in high school, which is when I learned this asshole. Yeah. Can we do something else? But like an average person would be like, I don't understand why an OSI layer is very important that's for me to memorize. That's how I feel about math. I I mean, that's how I, I have the, I have this with math where I'm like there's a bunch of stuff where I'm like I, you don't I'm, doesn't everyone know this like, yeah just all the time with math and I'm like oh um wow I don't even know how to explain this like this is basically how the thought process goes <laughs> like yeah. how do I even explain this thing that I've just known innately that, for like 15 yeah, years yeah that's how I feel about computers a lot of the time too where it's like I someone will ask me oh why isn't this working because you fucked up. And it's like, well, can you be more specific? No, because then it's too in-depth for you. And when I don't know how know, to like... And when someone doesn't know a, th- a subject like that, it's just like, like the task just is impossible for them. Yes. Somebody has to teach it all to them yeah. from scratch. It's it's one of those things like, yeah, I, I like... Uh, like... You don't even know what questions to ask when you don't know how the thing works. Like, yeah, you're, just, you're just fucked. Yeah, and I don't... And there's nothing I can do for them either. Because like, if someone goes like, ah, oh, it's not working, what do I do? It's like... You just have to give it to me take because, a, like, I'm not a six month course. Like, yeah, because <laughs> it's like I'm not. I can't explain it to you, and people get upset when you do that. Uh, people will be like, "Well, just tell me how it works." I, I'm not trying to be hard. I literally cannot. Ex- I cannot give you years and decades of knowledge just right now. I'm not going to yeah. give you a, a, le- a lecture. Like, you don't need the lecture just so you can fix this one problem. Like, that's yeah. that's my. Which goes back to the family conversation things about like when people talk about when people like try to ask questions about my job. It's like. I either give them the simple answer that I know has worked, but just doesn't really stick ultimately, yeah. or I can give them the answer they're not prepared for, <laughs> where I teach a course on what the fuck my stuff is and how yeah. it works. Like you're, you're and, going through scheduling. And that'll also and... not stick because they won't, just won't actually be listening. It's yeah. been the actual uh, result I've gotten from doing said thing because I have done it. That's... I've done, I have given the full fucking explanation and it does not stick. That's so. what, that's what my grandparents, uh, don't like, understand. Oh, podcast. <laughs> yeah. My grandparents don't understand how remote, uh, computer work works. Like when I try to explain what my job is, where I work on like projects remotely, mm-hmm. they don't, they don't see it as a real job. They're like, you need to get a job. Andrew's like, I have a job. I do the job and I get paid for the, just like, yeah, but you're at home all day work doesn't necessarily mean i'm in an office with a bunch of scum like yeah. that's not how a job works you that's, can do a not, job not elsewhere exclusive yeah do they think that writers like go off to their writer office to yes. write they think there has to be a, a work they place. don't do they not understand that writers work at home in many cases no like authors well they have but th- that's the thing and they also have... nowadays because of this decentralization of news media a lot of people that are like like newspaper daily yeah. writers often still work at home they're just now journalists freelancers it's too expensive for the process yeah and so i yeah but it's like because i'm doing computer work it doesn't yeah. make sense how do you how can you do computer work when you're not at the computer because th- we the future has moved on yep. we don't need to physically be there it's not like doing a tooth surgery i don't have i can't i can't Th- this fix question someone's... happens all the time with marty because oh marty, yeah they have that weird nebulousness of like he can just decide to not go to work but go to work 
Yeah, you just be at like, home and he, work. He can work from home, and he does on a regular basis. And it just really just highlights on a weird level, like, why do we have a building? <laughs> like, and it, It's more it's, for, like, centralization. You just yeah. have a building so that way you can get people together and be like, like we're all working together. He literally goes home and works from home instead of at work because he'll get more done. Yeah. He'll get more done if he doesn't go to the office. So whenever it's, like, crunch time or, like, something, like, any sort of emergency, like, we got to get things done within an amount of time. Because they don't do, I don't think they do crunch. I don't think they actually do crunch where, like, they, yeah. they're, like, violating work hours and ruining people. Like, they only do that in, the, like, the video game industry where people <laughs> don't have rights, I guess. Yeah. But they have they have, act- they have actual hours. But they so, have, like, they so have if he the... wants to get stuff done, he'll just not go to work because he'll get more done remotely than he will at work. Yeah. And that's how, I mean, that's, yeah. That's, but... that's by the way, one of the reasons I veered away from the video game industry because that's where I wanted to go. Oh, is yeah. One, computer science was... Uh, kind of already killing my soul a little bit when i was doing it but also like i just heard about like wow yeah everyone who works in the video game industry is kind of just miserable yeah and they're just they're abused by their employers and then they get fired like it's just a cycle like, of shit it's just a yeah. cycle of getting hired by a place that ruins your life and doesn't let you see your family and mines out your mines you out until you have nothing left and then they fire you at the end of the development cycle so you can go find a new job it's like yeah. you f- fuck no yeah. <laughs> no it's a weird I'll, I'll just enjoy video games from afar or in my case right up in them all the time <laughs> yeah that wasn't predicted <laughs> i i will say the how i got into the field is not really i mean i watched a guy i i got into the field because i when i got my first computer my mom uh got me the computer as a gift for my birthday Mm -hmm. uh my own personal one and she had she had gotten it through a guy who did the it like he was doing it at the her company and so he they did a thing on the side and um and when i once i got the computer and i was doing you know i was like okay great i got a computer and i asked um i was like how much ultimately you know did that whole thing cost like how much mm-hmm. was this gift entirely and she's like well you know it cost about uh cost about like six seven hundred dollars and, and you're was, like cha-ching and i was like wait that guy made six seven hundred dollars to do this and <laughs> and she was, i can do this yeah and she was like well yeah it's a lot of work Angela. it's literally fucking legos for nerds like what do you mean what it's not hard what kind of idiot can't build a computer? It's all you do is you look at numbers and you go like that number matches that number. So I can do that. And then you put the piece where it fits in the slot and you're done. If you're if the only people who can't build a computer are literally genuinely infants. They're the only the only creatures. I'm just afraid. <laughs> you know what? There's nothing to be afraid of because if you break it, you buy a new part. It doesn't fucking matter. That's literally what I'm afraid yeah, of. You just go and return it. You say it broke. I, I value my money, and you know, I'm like, ju- fuck. Return it, get a new one. It broke. Fucked up. It's so like I'll I'll do built computers, but I will literally be like, hey Marty, want to do a project for an hour? And I'll just hang out with Marty, and, and you watch him, and built. he's just like, yeah. It's it, nothing. He he doesn't even look like he's paying attention. He's just like yeah. putting stuff together. But and there's like, little decisions here and there that are automated because he just already knows everything. Where yes. I'm sitting here like I. And I'll I'll, I'll so there, there's moments where I'll sit there and I'll do research about something even, and I'll look back at it. I'm like I'm still not entirely certain, and I really just don't want to fuck this thing up because. I, I don't like even if it turns on i don't want to have a thing that like a month later like oh this one thing wasn't set up right and now the whole thing's fucked yeah. and like I, I i need my i need my job to work <laughs> so like I, I will deal with somebody that knows better than me that rather than trying to like prove myself well yeah but to me to to hear that someone paid like that kind of money yeah. for some 
for someone to do the most bare bones job. I was like, oh, I could I could do that. And so I just focused on it. And then it was like, oh, by the way, it's like technology Mm -hmm. is this like stupidly large field. And I was like, well, then I'm going to hone down onto robotics because robotics is how you end humanity. And I'm going to build those. I do remember you talking about robotics all the time. Yeah. And so I wanted to join the robotics club in high school. Uh, because they would, because I, uh, re- the only reason I you went wanted to be one of those people that makes the robots that open doors for each other. <laughs> yeah, basically. The only reason, well, like he, they're learning etiquette. Here's next the thing. The, world. <laughs> is the only reason I even went to the high school I went to was because of a false promise where they said they had, they had a class for Java programming. And I said, yes, I need to take a programming class so I can mm-hmm. get into computers. And I got there. I was like, you're the only one who signed up. Well, fuck me. Was the class still going on? No, you can take information technology. Okay, well, I hope that's a good class, and I learned very Have quickly fun. what that meant, which was watching one person going. It means playing RuneScape. That's, he, what it, that's what it meant for me. I just played RuneScape I didn't for even, the entirety of that class, and then the moment the class was over, I'm like, "This game's revolting. How the, how how could anyone enjoy this game?" It was literally just because I was like trapped with it. Yeah, it was like the only thing I knew to find on a on a browser that I, I could just play in two, like 2004. Yeah, so, so I was like, "Yeah, RuneScape," and then immediately the class is over. I'm like. How could anyone play this game? <laughs> I I ended up so like because because of that I never took a programming class in high school so I had to teach myself but so I went to the robotics club and I was like I'm going to join the robotics club and I was mm-hmm. like I'd be fun blah 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 those guys were a bunch of fucking losers they like thought they were <laughs> they thought they were fucking cool because they were like we build robots and we know how to do stuff I was like I don't what is a bunch of people doing exactly what I want to do fuck them well no they were just really like uppity about it. As if they're like, oh, we're building. I was like, you're building battle bots, you fucking nerds. Like, they're not anything impressive. Like, they're, like, they're like self-important. Yeah, I was like, Boston Dynamics exists, and you built whatever this is. Did like, it, did it exist already? Yes. Boston Dynamics was a company that existed when we when I was in high school, but they weren't. I mean, I didn't all, really hear about it out until the context of people being like, "Oh, robots are taking over the scary." Uh, no, they they they're built, pushing it. They're bullying the robot. They're gonna remember this when the uprising happens. No, because Boston Dynamics <laughs> built. The uh, they built that really shitty dog one that like kind of climbed up a mountain, but it was kind of poopy, and mm. uh, it wasn't like they could kick it and it would self correct, but it like couldn't walk in water. It would slip because it was like dumb. Uh, but they built that, and they're like, these guys were like building battle bots from that show in the 90s. And there's like, that's what that shit looked like. And they were like, Was it called Battle Bots? Yeah, I think it was. Maybe. That, that one show. Was it actually called Battle Bots? I don't know. I thought it had I, a different title. I was just guessing that you might have been literally saying the name of the thing. Maybe it, it was. might have just been that but, br- like brute force of a name. It was like, What, is, okay, what would show our, call our show about the bots that battle each other? Battle Bots? I think that's a little too on the nose. <laughs> But, and yeah, so they had this, like, dinky-ass little, like, you know, the size of, like, a coffee table. Mm. And it's, like, that's their little robot, and it's cute. It moves around left and right, and it kind of moves its arms a bit. And I was like, that's adorable, but I wouldn't be proud of that. Like, I wouldn't go and be proud of that. I would just say, like, that's a good step, and maybe I can make something better. But they were just like, look at this. You could join the robotics club and make this. I was like, I don't want to make that. That's pathetic. I want to make something better than that. So flamethrowers and tits. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to join the robotics club. And so I didn't. And, uh, was that the description of a, is that what Yahtzee said about painkiller? Right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't just randomly say that. That'd be a weird line to go to. Yeah. So I just, I I figured I'd do a field in computers because it was something I, some, for some reason, just I'm really good at by default. Mm -hmm. Like it's just something I touch and it's like, oh, I get it. Like I could just like, (laughs) I, I remember it now. 
Hmm. He's talking about painkillers. Like, there's a fucking shuriken gun. It's a gun that shoots shurikens. The only way it could be cooler if it was on a fire and had tits. <laughs> it was like the ending of the episode, I think. I think so. <laughs> I remember that line, though. He broke his rule, by the way. Hmm. Uh, the premise of the show was supposed to be that he doesn't use any uh, video game visuals at all. Yeah. So he's drawing shit or using analogous stuff. So, like, he'll use that one weird blank face guy a lot as a joke. Or, yeah. Or, 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 or if he did, like, an episode on Shadow of the Colossus, he might be like, it's a, it's a game about climbing, uh, it's like, silverback gorillas covered in discarded camples. And it'd be like, it'd be like a fucking silverback gorilla covered in, like, shredded up, like, Campbell's noodle but cans as, as armor and shit yeah. like that. In his Silent Hill 4 video, he just fucking showed the protagonist to Silent Hill 4 throughout the whole video. It's just, like, the picture of the protagonist. I'm like... That's kind of lame. I'm like... You, you went like ten years having a rule. Like, did he forget? <laughs> he probably just was what, lazy. I was just like, what happened? I'm just, I want. It was just a weird moment of like, this doesn't actually affect the enjoyableness of the show necessarily. It's just weird to watch like a rule be stuck to for like ten years. Yeah, and then suddenly not. Yeah, it is kind of a weird thing to do. I don't know why he always draws the little cartoon people. Yeah, and they're, they're fine. I and imagine he has a template yeah. at this point. Like he has like yeah, a, a mass sure of does. them. So I don't know why why he would just cop out and be like, "Here, just it was, this." It was weird. It was just a. It was funny is that I watched it at first, and the whole video of like something's wrong and I don't know what it is, and then after the movie, after the video was completely over, it finally occurred to me. I'm like, oh, he broke his rule. <laughs> Holy shit. Because like I literally because it doesn't it's not a nat, it's not like a natural reaction of like this is this video is bad because of this yeah it's literally just like no there's like in the back of your head there's a thing that's always been true that suddenly stopped being true out of nowhere and I didn't know what it was at first I didn't it was just a weird moment like oh shit that is kind huh. of a weird it's yeah. a weird feeling so let's see uh, it'd be like if it just one day Krautic just had a face cam and there was no pomp and circumstance about it just like no he's yeah. just like here's my face yeah, it's just Krautic's face and here's my address and <laughs> like just just uh, just stopped being really weirdly private and secluded and, 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 and secret so let's see say you were unable to make more videos for whatever reason and your YouTube career would cease to exist what jobs would you consider uh, taking to or taking to maintain a steady income the one that hires me was this fucking like this employees market that they're imagining where the where we get to pick shit yeah uh <laughs> you applied like 500 places and then like you're like that one called me back yeah i'll be lucky if i get a job like my housemate uh from first of all fucking andrew's already working so that's his job that's my job <laughs> he, he literally doesn't make money off of videos my career isn't youtube so it's for funsies not the best question for him but really like it's just fucking try to think of places you can bear working in and apply to all of them and hope one of them calls you back yeah and that's how my employment's always worked yep like that's much. how i got best buys because they were the ones that called me back because all the fucking outlet stores around here were too fucking too good for me uh <laughs> and i got the water board job because they're the ones that called me back one day and it's like that's took like took a fucking year to get that job i remember it's, it was absurd i remember how much effort you put into getting yes. that job and that was there was a par there was a paranoia moment there was some confusion happening because we, we, were, we were in the garage with Lewis and Will that one day where we yeah. recorded like the Yogg and D&D &D and stuff uh, uh, Diablo 3 I mean and uh Lewis thought he that Lewis thought that somebody saw my application and was like oh no he doesn't want this job anymore and like that was somehow a rumor so like I called in 
to try to confirm that I still want the job. And it was a me is a really bad, awkward socialist situation where I'm like, I don't even know how to do this call or what the, or how to contextualize it because I don't know if that's the premise of why I'm calling in the first place is even true or not. Yeah. All I know is I'm trying to get a fucking job and I can't tell if this is going to work or not or if the thing he said was true. And it ultimately, like, it kind of just amounted to nothing, or maybe it didn't, because I got a job a couple months later there, so it might have been, like, a thing that made them remember me or some shit. Probably. I don't Like, know. this guy called and said we that we thought that he didn't want the job anymore for some reason. It's kind of weird. Why would someone do that? It's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember that name, though. <laughs> like, I don't know. I Yeah, you don't... I don't... I don't live in this fucking fantasy world where it's like, I would like to do this, and that's the job that I get. Yeah. Like, I've, that, that hope got stamped right out of me by the actual process of trying to get a job. Uh, yeah. It is, this is, the market is not a one where the, where the, the person doing the jobbing gets to, the employee doesn't get to the, choose yeah. where they want to work. It's mostly yeah. like, yeah. You don't get, you don't have fucking 20 offers and you get to pick your favorite. Yeah. Like that's, and I mean, like, I don't, the realistic outcome. Like my dream job, I will never get to. Like I, dream I know, job like to do robotics yeah like this this career the career path i'm on right now i'll be i'll basically be doing i'll basically be set in a position to be able to be a head of an it department like i could be a manager of an it department mm-hmm. and that's great i mean it makes a lot of money but that's not what i like i don't like to deal with idiots every day who are like i can't access my gmail yeah because you're dumb and it's like i don't want to do that for a living but if for me i just i just desperately don't want to be a waiter <laughs> And I don't, and and I'd really like to not go back into cubicles. Yeah, because when I was in the cubicle, I was literally looking up off, like I was researching depression in the cubicle, and that's why I know about how like the guy who made cubicles in the first place thought he was making like the Swiss Army knife of like office desks, basically, and it's, just, it's so useful and awesome. But and he, but then he saw what people actually did with the cubicles, which is like. Oh wow, we can compress humans into a smaller space and make them just be there to, and just stuff them in there. Yeah. And all the walls will make them like will isolate them from each other despite being two feet away from each other and all the other shit. And it, it's like and it just creates like depression and just makes your life worse. And the guy who made them in the first place wishes he didn't make them. <laughs> it's like Einstein and like it's like Einstein and splitting the atom where it's just like, oh no. Like <laughs> like uh like cubicles are fucking awful i don't mind cubicles but i'm also very antisocial. so cubicles were great because they were my excuse for why people can't talk to me when i yeah. worked uh, other tech support jobs where it's like someone would come in and be like andrew i need no you can't talk to me i'm in my for, cubicle like you me, need to email me for me human <laughs> human interaction is like the only reprieve that can possibly exist from the type of job that would put you in a cubicle in the first place because those are also often like incredibly monotonous, yeah, just awful, awful jobs. I used to, like, I act like I didn't think this would be the case. I'd rather go back to retail than work in a cubicle again. No, I can't. Like, and I, I hated can't retail that. so much. I've I, done retail already. I've never even yeah. been a waiter. I'm just afraid of being a waiter. <laughs> I just, I don't want to. I just don't want to be the guy that has to take orders and be. It's two things I'm not fond of. There's the nerves. I'm nervous about the memory part. Okay, or that kind of stuff. But also, I just, I don't. You do realize you can write down the order. Yeah, right? but I, I also just I don't want to ever be, I don't want to be like a niceties job. Yeah, where your job is to be the face that yeah. gets all the shit. I don't or, or I don't want the forward facing like smiley job. Yeah, where you have to like be welcoming and yeah. stuff like that. Like I, I, I just want to do a job. I want I just want to work. Yeah, I don't I don't want to be my, like I, I don't want to mix greeter with my list of job titles <laughs> like yeah, which is what a lot of I the service I've, jobs are. I think I always said like my dream 
Uh, it's like when I applied for Best Buy. I applied to be in the back room. Yeah. I wanted to be in the stock house. Yeah. It's, I just it's wanted good. to move boxes around and keep track of things and, and stock shelves. I didn't want to deal with customers. Yeah, I don't want to be on the And floor. they're like, how about only customers? I'm like, fuck. Well, they're the only people that called. Yeah. And that, that's, I mean, my, yeah, my dream situation for a job would be literally putting me in a room and no one could come in. Like, no one is allowed in my room. <laughs> That would be, and like people can only call me or, well, no, people can only email me. I'm not answering a call. I'm not going to sit on a damn call because I can't not, I can't, that's the thing I hate about. You need to become a surgeon. No. That's, <laughs> well, I could because I could do it remotely now. Because when you're doing, uh, when you, I just be like, because that puts you in a situation where just for hours on end, you're just in an isolated situation. But where there's no other one, people no one, around. No one can come in or out. Well, yeah, but there's like other stupid. At least I don't want to work with employees. I don't want other people near me. I want people. You could, to just, you could professionally shut people up by being a dentist. <laughs> no, because they still try to talk. Yeah, they sound like. But muffin. it's a prank. <laughs> but a, a dentist talking to his patient is just a prank. They're just fucking with you, and you can be that person. <laughs> I, I just don't. Oh yeah, how are the kids? Tongue compressor. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate that. God, I just I hate jobs where like people can talk to you. <laughs> I hate those kind of jobs because those jobs always result in the least amount of productivity for me because I'll be doing something and someone is fucking distracting or someone is trying to like be friends with you and they're like, hey, we're work buddy. I'm not going to be your friend because I'm here to get paid and go home. I have real friends and they're at home. I've had the experience like, where I I cannot concentrate when when conversations happen. Yeah. Even when they're not even related to me at all. Like. Like it was, a, it was always a problem in college where I'd try to, st I'd be like on campus trying to study, and I couldn't find any place that was literally just quiet, quiet. And so I could go anywhere, and just there'd just be some conversation happening somewhere, and my ears would hone in on that, and I can't think about anything else besides the conversation happening. You can wear like headphones and just play music that didn't have words. But I would just... sometimes try that, but I, I don't really like uh, non-vocal music that much. Um, so like I don't have a lot of catalog to go on. So yeah. I, I'd find like some techno, some like electronic catalogs to go through sometimes, but I, it wasn't great. I was thinking more like movie OSTs. Like that, was, that was more like or less, those seemed that to was be some of good. my final solution, but it wasn't great. Yeah. But, uh, but like the problem in work situations is like, yeah, like I'd be, I'd be working on my goddamn spreadsheets, trying to cross compare values and, and figure out whether things were set up correctly. And like, five cubicles down a conversation would start uh, and that's literally all i can think about for like 10 minutes yeah as that just as it's playing out i'm like i'm just not working now i'm just sitting here listening to this conversation which admittedly is more entertaining so i'm just like oh this is kind of a nice break but i'm literally <laughs> like i literally can't get work done my brain yeah. doesn't work that way I, I can't i can't shut out conversations like i can shut out the conversations myself the problem is i get agitated by the fact that they exist. You're just mad that they're like, that they're not working? Well, no, I'm mad. distracting at all? I'm mad because, like, I have, like, they're, it, them talking reminds me there's other people in my workspace. <laughs> and, like, and no, and I'm serious. Like, I, that's why I like my office is because oh. it's very quiet. It's, I can work at my own pace. I can say whatever I want. Like, if I'm in front of a computer and I'm working on, a pe on like, something for a client and they yep. ask for something You're stupid. You're only judge's shadow. Yeah, and I could be like, this person's a fucking loser and I hate them. But you can't do that at a company. They get really upset with you. Like, I know because I had that firsthand you got, experience. You got fired for bad yeah. attitude at, at your oh, last yeah. job. My li yeah, one of my jobs was bad attitude and I got fired for it. And it's, I mean, rightfully not so. Because I never said, I never mistreated a, a customer. I've never poorly treated a customer. I think, I think customer. we told the story on the podcast, right? We told it, I think, on Sadcast. No. Yes. Sadcast didn't exist yet. I don't think it was this podcast. I think it was, I think it was this podcast where you talked about your stories about... Uh, like essentially antagonizing your yeah the, yeah 
It was uh, one of the first episodes of this podcast was called Fired from Every Job. Oh, That's yeah. That's where we definitely went down that okay. list of stories. Yeah. That was literally the name of the podcast. I think it was episode two, like the one right after the one where we recapped our history. It's true. I've been fired from like almost every job. Yeah. 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 It's just, I, I, just, I just don't like being around people and it's fine. <laughs> it's just, I mean, you can make a good work environment without being around people. I don't know why that's like a, a requirement. There's like a weird, especially in technology, there's this weird like insistence that like you need to be in the office. And it's like, for who? For you? Because you have to be here? Fuck you, dude. That's your fault. I think it's like, a I sense, shouldn't have to be here. I think here. it's a sense of, of uh, some of like dealing with turnover and just like oversight of the people that are your employees. Like being able to, to physically stuff. Yeah, yeah. Being, being physically present in the same place makes it easier to manage them and actually check in on them as opposed to like. Sure hope that guy that uh, we told to work on stuff is working right now. I, I can just, see that. New hire or whatever. But like, if you show that you are, you have a good work ethic, then why mm-hmm. can't you just be allowed to go, like, just go, you know, like Marty. Like, I'm sure Marty's bosses never get upset because they're like, I mean, he has pretty good work ethic and we've seen it and mm-hmm. we can trust that he can do the job at home, which he does and he keeps our trust. So, like, why don't you just let me do that? I'll keep your trust. I'll, I won't break it. And you know what I won't do? I won't piss off all the other employees in my department by insulting them. Because that's the yeah, thing. Marty gets focused. We'll 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 encounter each other in the kitchen and he'll and he'll basically be responding like like he'll be like cutting off the conversation immediately. And it was like, oh, oh, t- oh he's at work. <laughs> it's like it's like why isn't why doesn't Marty want to talk? It's like, oh, he's actually at work right now. Yeah, he's like working. And he can't so he can't just sit here and talk for ten minutes about dumb bullshit in the kitchen. Because he's got to go. He literally was just coming down for a drink and is moving right back to, like, yeah. he has to get back to his computer immediately. I, I have that problem with Discord where I'll, I'll be on Discord for mm-hmm. like way longer than I should be. And then I'll look and be like, oops, it's been an hour. That's fine. <laughs> like, but, and other people can't. Uh, like, I always feel, I always feel weird because I'll be sitting and I'll be like having a conversation. And then I'll be like, oh, I want to talk to this person or I want to talk to that person. It's like, and all people- these people are working. And it's like, oh, right, you guys yeah. are all, like, in really shitty jobs that you can't just freely communicate in as you freely want to do so. Mm-hmm. So, I have to, like... It's one know. of the reasons why I don't engage with Discord super heavily is because... you just get lost into it? Uh, well, like, I... So, like, I normally don't... I, I've never been a chat client person. Mm. So, like, I don't get sucked into chatting, generally. Okay. But uh, so that so that inherently leads to a thing where like I I'll, I'll prioritize work over or over chatting and stuff like that and I'll, so I'm already negligent of Discord a bit because of that. But then there's the additional thing where I'm often afraid to talk in Discord because I want to get work done <laughs> and if I say something it might actually spark a conversation and then I'm like fuck I can't leave now yeah I can't split you can't split attention between recording videos and a conversation currently happening but the conversation that has spawned is like it just happened and I can't be like. I I, just, I I want to, I almost want to press a button to undo the conversation because <laughs> it's like it's not it's not like socially acceptable just be like no fuck this conversation that's three words in yeah but like that's already starting now it's like like it's happened multiple times with you in particular where I will just be like I'm going to work now is what I'll say I'm <laughs> yeah just, I'm just like I this is a whole conversation I was not ready to even start one and I I've, yep. ma- I've made a mistake and I literally am going I need to work yeah <laughs> and it's a problem I've see I I tend to multitask a lot uh because I just I don't know I'm I'm I for I mean, some reason I, can do that without I, I, effort well, I mean I, I literally can't yeah that's the thing a lot of people can't do that they can't just, like it's focus not even on... like it's not even like the brain thing like the job I do I can't like be yeah. multitasking in Discord because that means I'm like I'm literally just gonna stop 
talking. Oh. Like, I'm, I mean, like, I'm recording. I have to do my job. See, I, I can't multitask. I, like, half of, almost, like, I would probably say a good half of the videos that you ever see on, like, even especially God of War, yeah. that you ever see that on my channel are, like, I'm just talking to Nea while I'm recording those. Yeah. And I'm doing it because, like, the moment a cutscene happens, <laughs> just gone. I'm just sitting there and I'm just, typing and typing and typing and typing. And then the moment the cutscene's over, all right, back well, to that, That's not multitasking, though. That's literally like... I'm not paying attention to the story. Yeah, that's, you're just leaving but, one thing to do the other thing. Well, I mean, I, like, I am paying... Like, eh, I, fuck off. I guess I am paying attention to the story because I need to figure out what I'm supposed to do next. But yeah. the idea is, like, I, I find time... I always find a little crevice of free time in anything and just exploit it as much as I can and then go back. I have the, I've had moments of that before. There's been a couple of times where I'm like, Fuck. I definitely just missed what happened. <laughs> like just a momentary, like, like I'll just do it. It'll just, it'll be work getting in the way. It'll be work getting in the way of itself. Basically. Yeah. We're like, I'll, I'll discord will be open on the tab and the little notification thing will show up on wander server, which is where our private room is. And I'll be like, fuck. I yeah, can't like, see, I can't see it. Like I can't see it. Cause it's on my, it's open you don't to my have it server. On your phone? Well, that's the thing is like, it's open to my server so I can't see it, and I can't like alt tab out of it because that'll fuck with the recording. Yeah. So then I'm like pulling up my phone to switch to there, to switch to Wonder Server, to switch to the sub channel, to then <laughs> read what the fuck it is because it might, could be relevant to like what's happening like in a couple hours. Yeah. Or yeah. even now, like oh we're recording now, I'm like ah oh, fuck, or like like, like like it could affect what I need, my decision making right now. And then I'll be like oh shit, what was the conversation that just happened in the game? And like just it's it's amazing that my job can get in the way of itself sometimes. Yeah. But I'm like fuck. Yeah, I just, it's always weird. Like, I always have to just, like, remember that people don't have that time. Mm -hmm. I forget that a lot, where I keep thinking everyone lives in this, like, oh, I could just, I'm just in front of a computer all the time, and I could just type and on Discord, or, like, you know, I can interact, I can find, watch videos, or like, I just, I will consume myself with, do like, I'll work on a project and watch anime at the same time. Like, I'll be sitting there writing an essay about, like, how does networking work? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting there, like, watching anime while I'm doing it. And then I'll go back and proofread it once the anime's over. Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, yeah, that works. Submit it. Go. And, like, I'll do all that I kind of shit. I definitely can't do that. But it's, like... I can't dual-wield language. <laughs> dual-wield language. The language center of my brain needs one focus. I, I have to pick one thing. I can't... I cannot consume media with language in it while also writing language and stuff like that. Yeah, I can see like, how I, it would be hard. I guess it's because like when I'm reading a pod when I'm when I'm listening to a podcast, I have to pause the podcast if I decide midway through to, I'm going to like catch up on comments on oh, my YouTube channel and yeah. I'm scrolling up through all the dashboard go go through the ritual of hitting refresh on the dashboard then scrolling down to the part where like we left off with like the previous comments. Yeah. And then go up from there chronologically and shit. And like I, that whole process I have to do with the podcast uh, paused because I will not be able to process both at the same time. Okay. That's, I mean, I think that's a pretty normal thing. I would yeah. say a lot of people probably do that because that's how brains work. Yeah. And they should work that way because you should focus on the one thing that's important. And I think, that, time. I think that a significant amount of people who think they can multitask actually can't and they just don't know. Yes, and I think I think people misunderstand what multitasking is. People think like what uh, they're actually doing is they're just ignoring one thing for a while yeah. to do the other thing. Like and so, there's a lot of people that think they can multitask, but they actually aren't processing what's happening in the other one. Yes, like I've had the moment where I glance over at Discord for a moment, and then I'm like, I'm like ten minutes into this episode, I don't even know what's happened. I just realize like I, I'm just gonna start this over because I literally have <laughs> tuned it out. And like yeah. I did that all the time with I, I was I, he used to piss me off so much. 
we uh we, i'd hang out with max mm-hmm. and we would we were gonna be like we're gonna binge through all of heroes like the show yeah because i had the dvds and everything and he would just pull out his phone and just start texting for like 30 minutes oh, during the show yeah and he would just text throughout the entire show and never look away from his phone and and uh, but was he retaining what was no it? oh <laughs> no he was just not watching the show that's not and good. he thought he was watching the show if you talk to him, he thought that he would. Like, he didn't think he was skipping the whole show. Like he didn't. That what? that wasn't true. But you would quiz if you quiz him on anything. He didn't know fuck all. Huh. And so like that's and that kind of stuff happens to me where like I have a moment of like I get distracted by something for a moment and I'm like I realize oh shit I just lost the last ten minutes of this show or this podcast or whatever and I'll like I'll I'll quiz myself on it like what what the fuck's happening and I'm like no self test failed and I'll like, <laughs> and I'll, like I'll like re, I'll like rewind to to rectify the fact that I just lost it for a bit yeah I think the best way I always describe what multitasking uh, multitasking is. It would be like if you're doing taxes while juggling mm-hmm. is like that would be the idea of like because those are two things that you need a lot of focus on <laughs> or you're going to fuck up on something bad. Uh... I mean, if you fuck up on your taxes, you're getting fine. If juggling you fuck up on might juggling... be a bad example because if you're good enough to juggle, if you're good enough at juggling to actually even be juggling in the first place, it actually kind of becomes more automatic. No, I mean like real juggling, like chainsaw juggling. <laughs> like I'm saying like juggling with then wrists. a lot of it's automatic or you'd always be fucking up. A bit, yeah. There's a whole thing going on. There. It, it, but you still have to, you, like, you still have to remember to keep the motion going. Mm-hmm. Like, it is still multitasking because you are, you can't just stop. Like, if if you're like trying to figure out or do math in your head, you can't be like three, two. Oh shit, I got to juggle. Like, <laughs> and like I, and this is a dangerous thing to say for us because we're literally on. Like, somebody is playing a video game while listening to this right now. Yeah. But like my experience was when I went through a lot of high school and stuff like that. It's when I was when I played stuff like Near for the first time. A lot of that stuff was media I was consuming while also consuming secondary media. Yep. It's around the era where, like, the Rooster Teeth channel was full of, like, the Achievement Hunter Achievement Guides before they split off and then also eventually stopped doing Achievement Guides. Like, there was a lot of listening to that stuff and listening to podcasts. Was, I, I was listening to half that stuff because I didn't know what podcasts were yet. And then, yeah. they, and then they made a podcast. Uh, all that multitasking where it was like, I'm playing a kind of passive thing or a grindy RPG or whatever the fuck. And then the multitasking, there's the number of games I would play multitasking, and I'd be, I'd basically just be like playing the games to try to get the achievements, basically, while also listening to other crap. I found that I didn't retain so much of those games in many cases. Hmm. And it's like the that even though I was able to play the game and consume the media, I found that a lot of the time, uh, entire like so much of that just got dumped by my brain ultimately. Yeah. Like, so like, uh, like multitasking is actually kind of harmful to your ability to enjoy some of these things. It it can be. If you're uh if you're I mean I would not recommend trying to multitask while doing something you enjoy. Um for sure because it can diminish the experience. I the only issue I've ever, I've ever run into is uh if I get a hang up on something, like if I'm watching anime and trying to write a paper at the same time and I hear a word I don't know, I have to, like, shut it all down real quick. Shut it all down. Yeah, I have to, like, stop typing, stop the anime, and I have to, like, okay, I don't know what that word is. And I I don't know if that's relevant at all. Like, I don't know if this one word is going to be super relevant later, and I need to, like, what is that word? And I have to look, and it's like, oh, okay, it was something stupid like cat. And it's like, you know, like, but but it's the idea that I have to... If I if something goes wrong in any of those two things I'm doing, I have to shut everything down. Yeah. So it's like it's not it's, it's not all a, falling apart. It it is it is not it uh, 
how do I describe it? It is and is not efficient to multitask because one thing could topple the tower, but if nothing does, you have done two things at one time and now you are successful. Like, so it, it is the ultimate gamble. Um, and it really depends on what it's you're... It's all or nothing, folks. Yeah, it's basically just all or nothing, but... You can accomplish two things or zero things. But it's but it's tough to... Well, it's tough because a lot of people can't do that. A lot of people are in positions where they can't just move away or multitask or do multiple things at a time. They can, they can only laser focus. And I yeah. just... I can't... I've just never been somebody who can laser focus like that. I need to do other... Like, I need to be doing multiple things at the same time. Because if I'm not, it bothers me. Like, every time we're doing the podcast, I'm fiddling with nails. I'm, like, cracking knuckles. I'm, like, moving. you're not used to sitting here. I can't just sit and not do anything. when do the video games come back That when we talk over the video games? Yeah, even when I'm doing video games, I'm sitting here and I'm using this. Yeah, he squeezes that thing a lot. I have to. Well, that's not... I think that would be less true normally. What? I think that's mostly true because we're playing Zero Escape. And so, like, you're, 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 at many times, you're not even doing one thing, let alone two things. Well, I mean, I'm reading. <laughs> I have to read the entire even time. Even that's not always true because sometimes they just start talking. Yeah. And even then, it's like, that's not, you're not dueling that with commentary or anything. So it's like, it's not the normal, like, full busyness that less no, playing usually is. But it's, but the idea is, like, I need to be doing something. And, like, if I'm, uh, it's it, yeah it's just like it's a weird i don't know it's like a, i would almost say it's a problem more than it is a benefit like i don't i think it's i wish i could hyper focus on things because i think i would be able to get a lot more things done a lot quicker mm-hmm. if i could hyper focus but i just i don't know i get antsy and i start trailing off if i'm not trying if i'm not pushing my your brain. dog has basically just been spinning outside the door he has been yeah like he's just been spinning in circles outside the door he's and, fine and like really, and really quietly <laughs> Let's try to do a quick fire round on some of these because this goddamn. Uh, Actually, we're over two hours in. Yeah, we're over, and I want I want to wow. get this stupid Last question. Last time I checked, we were like less than we're only an right? hour in. So let's see. Do you think the PO box thing is a success? Uh, meh. Like <laughs> meh. It is. We got we got a couple of packages at the beginning at the begin or at the end of last year, so and I, then nothing. I've thought of, I've thought about this question, and like this question makes me really uncomfortable to answer. Why? Just because it's like it's dog noises uh it's not like uncomfortable like some like like a private thing i mean like uncomfortable isn't like it's it's a thing where if you, any negative take on p.o box is like an entitlement oh you know what I mean? like, yeah because you're like weird, oh people don't like about. me enough yeah it's like it's people like, aren't sending me enough free stuff yeah but like there is like a certain thing of like you're paying a fee on regular intervals to keep a thing open yeah people for the that's, the idea being that people wanted to send stuff to a PO box. That's why I say meh. Like yeah. I'm not saying meh in the terms it, of it's con- a cool experience. I've never said like I'm not saying meh in the terms of like uh items received. Yeah. Everything the, we've gotten is not, great. Yeah, like I love and, all and that the stuff. The experience is really cool. Yeah, like, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's been fun. But we don't but get also, enough to justify the cost yeah, of the it, PO box. It, yeah. So that's why like I say it's, it's, it's a meh. It's really questionable whether it's yeah. worth keeping open just because it's like like it costs money. Yeah, it's and not like, like it's not like a million channel subscriber yeah. li- limit where it's like and you know in, Smosh in goes down and fills a car with the, the fucking like shit. The, ga- the gap between the one we just opened a few weeks ago, which already yeah. which already that that box that was I, that was already a month ago, I think. It was almost a month ago. Yeah, I think it was. I think because it, because of the back, the video took like two weeks to come out because I don't remember, I don't remember why. I think the videos. Did it take a while to process, or I was also asking you about some like we had to we had, I had to oh yeah we had to clarify some stuff yeah. yeah so like I think the video itself came out it was probably a month yeah 
I think the video came out two weeks after we recorded it ultimately. And I think the video has been out for two weeks or more already. It's like, and we haven't received anything yeah, besides my then. friends sending me something. But like, yeah. that's just a person I know that could, they could have sent it to my house, Yeah, but they just already had this address. So they just sent it to that. Uh, cause they don't know where I know. I know where I live. Uh, cause it just doesn't, just not relevant ever. Yeah. Uh, so like we're already at a month into not getting anything in the PO box. And I think the gap between that and the previous packages video was like, three plus months to the point where we were like forgetting it was existing and it, and actually like it was expiring oh yeah like the six month period was expiring and we're like we don't we only really rec- receive stuff like the very beginning yeah. or something and it's like it's 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 just a weird thing where like if it was literally like hey you just open up like it's just a thing it just exists forever yeah like, yay that just exists if it's now. like my regular yeah if it was but like my regular like home address. A, but when you're basically like paying a wow subscription for yeah. it and you're like it's been three months since anything arrived. So is this worth it? It's yeah. Like on that level, it's like it is. Yeah. It's it. It just rides a line. It does. It's hard to say anything. And you just sound like an asshole. You just sound like an asshole. And you just sound like an asshole when you're like, this isn't quite working. But yeah, it, no. But, it's, it, and it's but, not to say like it's just that the packages are exceedingly rare. Yeah. We're not sitting here demanding we get more packages. We're saying like uh, from a cost analysis benefit, uh, I would probably not renew the uh, PO box after this. Yeah. Because there's just no benefit. There's no much. Mo- the decision will probably be made for us anyway when you well, move. Yeah, but there, <laughs> but the idea is like. Also, I feel like an asshole being like, "Hey, Angie, you want to check the PO box again? Hey, check the PO box this week because I, I every single week before I come in here, I'm like, hey, you gonna check the PO box in case we have a PO box video to record? But there's it's pretty much always just nothing. <laughs> I get ads like, sometimes. Let's gross. see. What do you what do you think of the whole ad uh, ad blocker debate, especially since uh, at least some of your income must come from that uh, from ads on videos? Do you personally use ad blockers? Um, yeah, I use ad blockers. Um, I don't really have much to say about ad block debates. I don't. I mean, I get it. Kind of sucks for creators, but at the same time, like we have third party means to do that, like Patreon, which is a probably yeah. far more stable and efficient and probably better way to deal with. It's a it's a mixed thing where. Uh... Like ad ads themselves are really obnoxious yeah. and problematic yes. for a number of reasons, and they also literally make websites not run sometimes. Yeah, like they can break websites. They can break websites, and, and also some of them even give you viruses and a bunch of other shit that goes like on. Ads are the worst. So much goes wrong with advertising, but it's literally the only way a lot of people survive. Yeah, but it's also the most inefficient way to make money. Yes, like. <laughs> People are not exaggerating when they talk about the idea of like watching a thousand ads, like like a thousand eyes on ads on your videos gets you like a dollar. It does, yeah. But it depends on your uh, your yeah. click per minute. But but uh, I I view ads as a reality we're stuck with because in uh, in practice people just don't usually like like it's like a it's like piracy a little bit. With like the, the discussion that surrounds piracy, where people yeah. are like, like I I steal everything I ever watch. I st- I steal every show and I steal every game and I just I just get all of them through piracy. But I'll totally give them the money if they earned it or whatever. Which is like this weird retroactive thing that people use. We're like, <sighs> I think first it's... first of all, just as a side discussion, I resent anybody who like supports piracy. And and engages in piracy, but then like tries to frame it as like a moral thing, and like they're so good for it, and not just fucking admitting they're stealing shit, and that they're oh. just okay with it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you just steal shit sometimes, and you're just like, yeah, I stole it. 
Yeah, yeah and I'm like, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna praise myself because Andrew's not like, so fucking full of himself <laughs> that he ha- that he has to do a crime, but also convince himself that he's right by doing it. <laughs> no, there are so many assholes that engage in like video game piracy and stuff like that that cloak it in some bullshit white hat nonsense. Yeah, and they're insufferable I've, shit people, I've and I, I hate hearing them speak. I it was used so to, infuriating. I remember at one point I used to I used to say that where I was like, well, I can't afford the game it's right like, now. Just so fucking own up to the fact that you want to take the thing for free. Yeah. Just own up to it. Don't fucking like Well, I used to goddamn. Yeah, I used to have the mindset where I was like, I can't afford to buy this game right now, but I will have money when I get paid in like a week, so I'm gonna pirate it, and if I like it, I'll just buy the game. And if I don't, then fuck them, they didn't deserve the money. And I realized like really quickly where I was like, why would I even buy it even if i liked it because i already own it yeah so i just and, and in practice like, that never happens no it's like retroactive it's like retroactively like, stealing a candy bar and like then the going de- back to like the, the store definition to pay for it. of like the exception that proves the rule like anyone who actually does go back and pay for winrar or whatever yeah. the fuck is like the lunatic weirdo <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. and even they probably only did it like once or twice as opposed to all the things they actually enjoyed they pirated yes because nobody actually does that realistically and that's not a reasonable business model and so, like, it's fun to be all like, oh, yeah, just everyone give me a dollar on Patreon. And then you're, you're guilt-free forever on ads. Ed. Since literally giving me one dollar once is probably more money than you will ever make me on, watching, on watching videos. videos through the entire future of you watching my videos. Yes. Like, that's how bad ad revenue is compared to, like, a dollar on Patreon. Yeah. But in reality, mathematically, people just won't do that. No. And I say that, like, as somebody whose half my income comes from Patreon is, like, I... It works. It's great. But realistically, the number of people who help me on Patreon is like a couple hundred. Yeah. And my audience is hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Like on a daily basis and on a monthly basis and so on, an impossible staggering number of people watch my videos on a scale that I cannot comprehend as a human that has to have a brain that thinks about things. Like I can't, yeah. I can't process okay. that number. Like I try to com- I try to compare it sometimes to be like, Here's how many people were, uh, lived in, uh, were, went to my school, and here's how many people watch my videos. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> like, I yeah. like the number of fact, number of times bigger that is than that is like, what the fuck? How is it even possible? And that's just enough to make the other half of my income. Like, that's yeah. how inefficient the income is. But it's still, re- I, it's still mandatory. Like, I can't just be like, oh yeah, we'll just be all Patreon. What a great idea. Fuck you, ads. It's like no, because. People won't donate a dollar. That's why Wikipedia won't stop asking. Yeah, honestly, Wikipedia has been asking for that dollar for fucking ten years. I will the say, goddamn banner on top. I do, I do <laughs> donate. People don't give it. I donate that. Uh, I do donate money to Wikipedia. You donate to Wikipedia? Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> but almost, but mathematically, no, no one does. Like everyone who does is the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, of how, of how rare but, it is. But I'm hoping that there's enough exceptions that can make it work. Yeah. Because it's it is a useful site. Like I, I would love it if everything was somehow crowdfunded and and, and no yeah. one had to deal with ads. But that would be socialism, you scum. Not, it's just not. No, that would just, that would be cap. That's literally exchanging trades and uh, money for goods. That's just what capitalism is. No, because <laughs> everyone's everyone but, uh, is crowdfunded, so everyone's getting money. But no one fucking does that. No so. one can lose, Keith. No, you no can't one, have a good no market ever, if no, no one, one can ever lose. does that stuff. So ultimately, honestly, ads are pretty necessary. Honestly, a better option would just be to get a uh, YouTube Premium. Yeah, which like you that way you support every person you watch instead of just one person's Patreon. And yep, YouTube uh, Red slash YouTube Premium is what's called now. It's yeah. like that. That like at the moment 
like people were worried about like oh is the money actually going to the specific person yes. that i want it to and stuff like that and yes that, it is <laughs> and like that's been all over the place in the past with red in particular but like regardless of that like just the moment red came out i made more money period yeah like i think my income my i think my youtube income increased by 30 percent the moment they added youtube red because the it's just the simple fact that the people are giving money to the system and even if i'm only getting a cut of that or even like even if only creators are getting a cut and i'm getting a cut of that cut and it's like it's cut that many times it's still just astronomically huge compared to how much ads are worth yep which is nothing so i would recommend either donate to patreon or just become a youtube premium person if you want to use an ad blocker yep uh because if you and do it, youtube premium you don't have ads and if, and if you use ads uh you mean ad blockers if you, i mean if you use ad blocker uh you, you can't really begrudge the fact that uh ads are now in the videos because the ads are in the videos now because that's a more monetizable way of doing ads in the video oh you mean like the the person the in mid, the video the mid yeah. video advertisement yeah. that you can't you can't ad block that because it's literally part of the video yeah. like hi i'm destined to smarter every day and also here at the back i was recommending this month this book this month is the book about a cardiology whatever the fuck like the audible ads that are fucking everywhere and stuff yeah. like that like all those different ads you see everywhere during videos it's because all of you are ad blocker yeah, so much, so much the audience uses ad blocker that now they do ads in the video yeah. and also those videos are the they can guarantee more that the that ad's being watched and engaged with and it's being presented by the person you like so you're more likely to pay attention to it so they also are worth more yes so the the an ad worked on me eventually uh after what, listening to the rooster teeth podcast for so long i eventually did a neighbor nature box subscription <laughs> that's more effective than pretty much any ads i don't think on me. i don't think i've ever given into any ad on i've been tempted by so many podcast ads really I'm like, hmm, Casper mattress. <laughs> so I've I've wanted because I I have a mattress like a mattress mattress yeah spring mattress that and I have like a uh, foam topper on that okay so I was like a stopgap I'm like this is so much better like I and so every time I get a Casper mattress ad I'm like I kind of like just want to get a foam mattress like it, I I like the foam but I would for, recommend trying it out first well for me the problem is I don't want to order it until uh, I move. Okay. It's just one of those things where I'm constantly thinking about, like, I always think I'm going to be moving soon. I'm just... I've, you live in this perpetual state of, yes, I may move. It's a problem. I've, I've, I've been living in a situation where I constantly think about the idea of I'm going to be moving soon, because I just... I think that hey, I'll be in a secondary, like... I always think I'm going to go to, like, an apartment situation that's just a more permanent thing than the, my current one. Yeah. Because I think of my current situation as incredibly temporary, even though it's been years now. Yeah. So it's... Uh, it's pretty stable. But yeah. But no, but it's just like... It's, but it's, it's also, not forever. It's also not what I want. Yeah, it's not like, a forever I, I place. want my own apartment and stuff yeah. like that, as opposed to the situation I'm in. Uh, but I can't afford it. Uh, so ad blockers. <laughs> uh, support me on Patreon, you fucking hypocrites. <laughs> <laughs> <But> the, <laughs> got him uh by the way the, this i uh, can't wait for the comments this this will be the one this will be the video that it's finally offends people be the one no it will no. i've done this before we mentioned this exact conversation of warframe and someone was fucking furious with me about what and i did the same thing where i brought up piracy even though i didn't literally call it piracy because but people don't understand nuance so they think that literally ad blocking is literally piracy when it's not literally that it's just the same stupid conversations happen about it isn't piracy yeah it's not and what? i never and i've never said it yeah is, but what it's the, the but the but the uh 
the way people uh, defend themselves in these situations, often it, they use this exact same rhetoric and stuff in some ways. That's the same dumb shit people say about piracy that's also wrong. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck it, just own up to it. Just, I don't know just why. Just own up to it. Why can't you just admit you're being a shitty person? Yeah. I, don't, I just, do it all just, the time. Just admit that you're like, removing all of the ads from the internet so that it runs better and you willingly are reducing how much money everyone makes that you care about. Yes, like I, just, I don't have any quarrels just about admit it. Admit that you've decided that that decision's the best for you. I don't. <laughs> like, I don't, don't, I don't fucking get, pretend. Yeah, I, I, don't, I hate <laughs> when people high horse making an exclusive. Yeah, there's some kind of when people make an exclusively shitty decision that helps them and hurts everyone else involved. Yeah, and they're like, but also I'm a good person. It's like, and it's not even that you're. It's not even that you're like summarily over, as a whole now a bad person. No, but. Just own up to the thing being bad. Yeah. Like, you can fucking admit that, it's, you, that you do a shitty thing and move on. It's like, God, as a child, if you stole a candy bar from a store, that's a bad thing you did. It doesn't mean you're a terrible person yeah. for the rest of time. I find ways to watch like, Game of Thrones, and I don't have an HBO subscription. How dare you, you fucking scum. <laughs> I find ways, because I'm not fucking paying for HBO. <laughs> I but, can't. I but that's the thing. It's like, shit. I just, I don't feel like it's a degradation of my character. I don't, I don't know. When people are like, oh, you stole a movie? Yeah, I stole a fucking movie because it's right there for stealing. Like, <laughs> it's like someone just put a movie on the internet and said you could take it for free. I took it. And like, I, I don't and feel I go bad. to the theater and support the movie industry like a lunatic. I don't. Yeah, and that's my thing. I don't personally like going to a my movie theater. My favorite part is the screaming children. Like, look, I'll be honest with you. Look, movie industry, if you want. Mad, 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 that. Shh, no, no, shh. Right? <laughs> if you. <laughs> If you sold me Isn't that a great experience. If you sold me the to movie, hush a toddler that doesn't yeah. understand what's happening. Why are we in a dark, loud place? <laughs> if you just if you sold me the movie on day one, like I could watch it by myself at home day one, <laughs> I would do it in a heartbeat. I will not go to a theater and endure other suckers sitting there and possibly You'd being watch shit. Really fucked up, like quality movie yeah you really you, you, no i'm saying like you enjoy you, you as it stands right now you prefer watching like the nightmare fucking cam videos over dealing with a uh, theater of yes people. and they look bad they are bad look i watched uh, uh i that's how i watched uh infinity war yeah i, know. I watched infinity war on the shittiest cam i ever Which seen you in my life afterwards where you were like you were just like I couldn't you're just, see any, tons any, of shit. anything I say about the visuals. You're just taking for granted because yeah. you couldn't see it. I couldn't you, see you anything. Couldn't see it well but enough to judge it. <laughs> I got the gist. That's all I need. It's a fucking movie. It's not like it's anything uh, special. I so I would never watch something that way. I I because my only other option is to go I to the have theater. Never watched a theater cam video. Actually, no, that's not true. You know what I just saw? I saw the fucking the Blu-rays coming out for Infinity War in July. Yeah. Excuse me, it just came out like a cup like last month. Mm-hmm. How do you make a D- how DVD make you fast? Because when well, I w- that, I mean that's never been the limitation. It's never been a manufacturing limitation, it's been a scheduling thing. How do you even It's a, it's just a matter of like they don't put it out on DVD and Blu-ray at first because they want to fully milk the theater income. But some people take like a year to do that. Yeah, and some people it comes out like a week later. Why isn't it always a week later? It's just their choice. If I had known that, I would have torn the fucking movie. I would have just waited until it came out on Blu-ray. Because <laughs> I just wasn't—I wasn't gonna wait like a year. Yeah. Because I don't know how long I mean, these movies take. For blue, for Marvel, it's it's never that long. I don't know. I've—I I've t- I've, that this case right now might be a little unusually short, but it's definitely never long. If it's because they have like three movies to put out a year, <laughs> like they're gonna yeah. Normally, when the new one's out, the other one's already on 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 a. 
on Blu-ray. Unless we, I mean, what the what what's brutal is shows. I don't shows often take forever to come out on Blu-ray. Like the next season's about to come out, and they put out the previous season on Blu-ray oh, or on Netflix. That's how. That's what H, that's what a uh, Game of Thrones does. I think probably smart. I think Game of Thrones they put out the previous season right before the next one comes. Yeah, but out, it and milks. It's, and it's but, just like, but they're gonna milk it for the HBO Go. Yeah. So. It's just so brutally late, and I, I, honestly, fucking Game of Thrones is so expensive on Blu-ray that you shouldn't fucking be self-conscious about that stuff. Yeah, just fucking accept the giant amount of money they're paying you to 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 get their Blu-ray because fuck, shows are expensive to buy. Yeah, they are so expensive. But okay, let's see. Uh. Finish these stupid ones off. Uh, <laughs> That's not. Don't don't be mean. What? Well, yeah. it's, it's like three questions per every question. <laughs> what? Uh, what board games are you into? I know Keith streams Twilight Imperium every now and then, but perhaps there are some personal favorites you have not talked about, which are not fit for streaming. That's all you, bud. Don't you like board games? I like board games. I don't have any off the top of my head that are my favorite. I just like ones that are fun. <laughs> yeah. I'll play them if there are people who are going to have fun with it and, you know, and we'll have a good time. I'm yeah. down. But I, don't... I, can, I can go a few different ways with board games. Uh, like, I like some of the party games that are about social deduction or just conversation that where there's almost no actual pieces involved. Yeah. So, like, I enjoy uh, Resistance and Dixit, which I think you I think you played both of those, right? Yes. So, Resistance is a game where you sit around with a circle of people and you're on two teams the one team is the resistance and one team is i don't know i believe the resistance is on the channel yeah yeah we have resistance footage on resistance the is actually very streamable except you just need better overlays and stuff like that which yeah marty could probably make but <laughs> our, our group's never interested enough in resistance anymore uh which is a bummer to me but resistance is really fun basically i don't remember which team is which as far as that goes but one team is the spies and one team is basically the existing like government or whatever yeah and uh or something like that. Now, one team's the good guys and one guys one team's the spies. I can't remember if the spies are the resistance or, or the opposite is the resistance. But uh, what happens is you all get a you're all passed out a character card randomly, and only you look at it. Everyone closes their eyes, and then you do a call out where all of the resistance members look at each other, so they all know who each other is. Yeah. I mean, all the spies look at each other, but they might, can't which say might anything. be the resistance. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But uh, all the spies what? look at each other. They all know who each other is. Nobody knows who the spies are. And basically, you all take turns making a team of people to go on a mission. And the actual mission has no mechanics. You yeah. just go on the mission and you just vote on whether it succeeds or fails. If you're the members of, members of the mission. And so you'd be like, I'll pick uh, Carissa and Andrew and Marty for this mission. And they'll go go on the mission. Which means they'll all pa- they'll they'll have a succeed card and a fail card, and they'll put them one, they'll pick their the one they're going to use face down in a pile. You shuffle that pile, and you reveal what the votes are, and that reveals like whether the mission ultimately succeeds or fails. Uh, and you don't know who put each card in. Yes, and like that's the whole that's the whole fucked up crazy thing. Uh, and so that what happens is you have five missions total. One team wants the the good guys to win three missions, and one team wants the spies to to sabotage three missions, and whichever gets the majority ultimately wins. And it's all social deduction. You make these teams, and an outcome happens. And you have to and, guess who. Oh, is the, the one. one thing. One yeah. there was one fail and two passes. Who was it? And you argue about which the which people on that team were the ones that caused it to fail and stuff like that. Or yeah. like or like a, t- a team will uh, like. There's a lot of tactics that go on that are all like. 
it's all it's all social manipulation stuff that's fun we're like uh, um, a mission will succeed but you don't know if that mission succeeded because everybody was actually not a spy or if somebody was playing low to make them trust them for <laughs> yeah. future missions and like it's just a lot there's of a, arguing about stuff like there's that. a lot of stuff that goes on and it's fun like it's yeah a, it's a fun type of genre of board games and dixit's really fun because that's the one where you have a you have a bunch of really large cards of beautiful paintings and you all take turns making a giving a clue the person who gives the clue says their clue out loud it can be anything it can be a movie reference it can be a quote it can be a sound it can be a description it, it's, just, it's just verbal clue is old is the only rule rule really and then you just put down the card face down and everyone has their hand of cards which are also all these beautiful paintings that are all really weirdly have like a certain amount of crazy variety and a certain amount of weird uh convergence of topics yeah there's a certain overlaps and so they they all place a, they all put down a clue that they they all put down a card that looks like your clue or, or that they think fits your clue. And then what happens is you shuffle those cards and put, and you play them all face up and people will vote blindly as in like they'll they'll vote where you can't see what each other's votes are in the process uh which one they think is the original person's card. And it's oh, it's a really yeah. fun idea. Yeah. Cuz uh you'll give the clue and and you'll and people and people I think I played to, that. Yeah, yeah people play, try to play cards that. that look like that look like your clue. And sometimes they get they have a card that fits your clue better than your fucking exa- your, yeah. your card did. Uh, and it's, it's more like uh, it's uh, it's like fibbage. A little bit. It's, it's like, like fibbage where you like, like you fibbage, write a thing and someone goes like, yeah. it actually sounds like it could be the truth." <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's all it's a lot like uh, fibbage from uh, Jack Jackbox, Jackbox yeah. which is the one where you. Uh, they ask a question that nobody would know the answer to, basically, and you will like write down uh, j- like a joke answer, joke answer, but a but joke the, answer like that's enough con- to trick somebody. It's like, con- like, oh, yeah. that's crazy enough to be true. Yeah, and then you, you all vote on who, which one you think was the right answer and stuff like that. It's like that, but with a bunch of paintings and a reference. Yeah, and it's it's just really fun to play. There's and the cl- what 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 makes the game work is it's 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 uh it's rules for scoring make the whole game work, which is that. If everybody at the entire table all guesses correctly that it's your card, you lose. And if and if nobody guesses it correctly, you lose. You only win, you only get points as the person who is the person giving the clue that turn if only some people get it. Uh, you, have to, you have to ride the line yeah, you have on, to. on gray area. Because otherwise, you could just give a useless clue and then no one would get it. Yeah. Or you can literally describe what the card is visibly like exactly yeah and then and then nobody could not know what you meant because you'd be cheating basically so like to stop either of those things from happening and making you line the right really good development like that you know that was a lot of qa testing where someone was like shit making (laughs) you the way they make you ride the line perfectly on having to give like a, a cryptic clue that makes sense is that you have to get not not 100% or 0% of the table. Yeah. It could be one guy gets it. It could be everyone but one guy gets it. But you have to do that. Yeah. And so it's a lot of like... That's a lot of fun. Sh- trying to think of a movie that only three people have seen or trying to get like... Trying to, these, trying to make in-jokes or trying to do all these weird cryptic things. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. So those are two games that are like almost entirely social deduction and conversation and, and almost no mechanics. But I also really like like the German style points based like like not German specifically but European style board games, hmm. the ones that are like really light on theming and are way high, more heavily on like tokens and points and tiles and you're moving around. Oh, and you're collecting I points. have one like that. Like uh, we play a we play a city building game called Suburbia. Yeah, but also there's a Carcassonne is always in my the old classic and that's that might be one of my favorite games ever made. 
And the it's one, just like games where you're putting tiles down and building synergies and getting yeah. point totals. That's what uh, I brought that. I brought that to uh, France. I brought a board mm-hmm. game that Joe bought me, which was uh, fitting because you play as French soldiers in the First World War. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a cooperative game where you have to all work together to solve a thing. But you have like so you have a trait. So you ha- you bring an item with you, and that item can uh, basically. It's really hard to explain the entire because it's such a big game. Yeah. But uh, but the idea is like it's all of us working together. There's multiple objects in play, and you need to be like using things timely, talking to one another, being like, "Hey, I'm gonna use this to fix that problem." So when the so the next time a problem happens, it's up to you to take care of that problem. There's a lot that goes on. Is it like uh, uh, Elder Sign? It's Arkham called Horror. Uh, it's called the Grizzled. Oh, the Grizzled. I never heard that one. Yeah. It's. It's good. I liked yeah. it. The only problem I had was that like half the players were like not able mm. to follow through with like follow with what was going on. I, They're like I also like the idea of like fucking with each other co-op. Yeah. Co-op where you can't trust each other or co-op where you're begrudgingly in co-op or something like that. Like uh I've never gotten to play it yet, but Battlestar Galactica is a game where you all are on a ship, like FTL, and yeah. shit's going bad on the ship, but also one of you is a Cylon. <laughs> And so, like, one of you is a Cylon, and working against everybody is else's interest, but they're trying to do it in a way that doesn't make it obvious to the Cylon. Yeah. And what's fucked up is at the beginning of the game, there may or may not be a Cylon, and you don't know. What happens is that everyone gets a roll card, and you there might be a Cylon at the beginning of the game, or there might not be a single one. But then halfway through the game, you repass out rolls, and the number of Cylons grows. So someone becomes a Cylon midway through the game. Yeah. But somebody, but you, you literally, for the first half of the game, you don't even know if a single person is a Cylon or not. I'm like, that's great. You yeah. literally don't know yeah. if there is a bad guy. You that's, start that's, the game that's with That's the next possibly. level of, of fuckity. Yeah. And then the other ones are, what is it? Uh, uh, I played Bloodborne. Okay. Because I, I bought. Oh, did you play I, that? Did you yeah. play that board game? How we was bought, it? We bought Bloodborne and that, that's interesting. That's a weird one. You, as a party of people, are going to go fight the enemy, mm-hmm. and you're all trying to get maximum blood echoes, which means just the damage you do to the the enemy goes directly into your points, basically. Okay. Uh, but what happens is that it has the Dark Souls system, or Bloodborne system, where you have the blood that's currently on your character, which you can lose. Yeah. They let you bank your blood, though. But you have to go back to the Hunter's Dream, which is like Firelink Shrine, in order oh. to do that, which means you leave the fight. Oh, so you have to you have to eject yourself from the fight, and then when, and that lets you buy something at the store as a new item to put in your deck. So you're building a deck every time you go to Hunter's Dream, and and hmm. uh, and it also lets you bank all of your blood echoes, so they all go into the permanent pool at the, there, so they can't be taken away. Yeah, because when you're when you're out in the fights, you have an X number of hit points, and you have a hand of cards that has whatever your current stuff is. Like you might have a few different weapons, like a pistol and an axe, or like a, a healing item and stuff like that. Okay, and Every time you play something, it's, it goes into the discard. It goes into your graveyard or whatever, and so you're just burning through your hand of what you can do, and your health's ticking down. And there's not a lot of ways to fix that, but you want to be in combat because that's how you get the blood echoes, which is how you win the game. Yeah, but it's constantly risk reward to, uh, to toss off. And yeah, every time you go back to the hunter's dream, not only do you get a new item from the pool that's at the store right now, you 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 just shuffle your entire graveyard back into your hand. So on top of healing your character and banking your blood echoes, you get all of your items back. Oh fuck! So it's a really interesting cycle. Huh. During combat, you just all attack in an, in uh, clockwise order, yeah. and it continues where it left off each fight. 
Uh, but here's the thing, too. Some of the things you can do can hurt the other players. Oh. So not only can you specifically try to screw other people out of doing... Like, every time a monster gets drawn and you see how much health they have, you're, like, looking around the table, like, where am I with respect to the who's the first turn? Will the turns reach me so that I can even do an attack or not to do anything? So if it's not going to reach me, should I do Hunter's Dream so I at least do that this turn and I'll be ready for next fight? Or can I do something that hurts other people around the table so they die, making them lose their blood echoes? Because if you die, you come back to life, uh, but you lose your entire pool of blood echoes. That's brutal. And yeah, that's some bullshit. I would be super mad if someone like backs at me. It's brutal. You lose your shit, uh, and that's and that's how you win the game. So it's a really big deal. Uh, and then meanwhile, like, uh, was it or or there's even like there's things that change the turn order. Oh, like there's stuff like there's the pistol. That's kind of cool. If you play the pistol, you attack first. Oh, so like normal. So you you get cannon first before everyone else gets played. And then but it starts only if no one else plays the pistol. Oh, if two people play the pistol, it's just a normal weapon and nothing happens. It's like there's shit like that going on. There's just a bunch of weird mechanics, and it's uh it's it's an interesting mix between heavy mechanical theming and combat with social issues because you're dealing with each other in this like cooperative competitive game yeah there's some really cool ideas like that or like or like betrayal at house in the hill you know about that one uh no it's a cool fucking one where you all walk into like an abandoned mansion and it's a tile laying game where every time you you just you're just in the lobby okay there's three doors out of the lobby and if you walk into any of those directions you place the tile then so you don't know what's in that room until you get to it, and then the room generates. Oh. And you're building the dungeon outward, basically, while you're playing. Oh, boy. And as, and you're going through, and, and what happens is as once certain things happen, I think it's, I think it's when somebody in the party reaches, a, like, loses a little, little sanity or something, I think is what happens. You then draw the scenario. Oh. So you, so based on who, what, like, which character it was and what room they were in when it happened, when they lost their sanity or whatever the fuck, that becomes the randomizer that makes you pick, go into the rule book to find out what the scenario is. And so, a different scenario plays out each time. And it's also a different room. So it might be, It's not a preset area. Yeah. No, I don't mean, I don't mean like scenario as in like that room. I mean like you, that's, that's how you find, find the scenario for the entire game. Yeah. But I'm saying you're also now within in, a room. You yeah. can't like strategize like, okay, we and know so how two, to get through this room. And there's two rule books. Oof. One rule book is the one that the the person that this happens to gets to read, and one rule book is the rule book everyone else gets to read. Because uh, what essentially happens is that is you, in many cases what happens is that person becomes the villain. Oh, okay. and so like say to give I don't I don't think I don't, I don't know if this is an example that's even in there or not, but like as an example, let's say he just becomes a werewolf. Like okay. now he has mechanics he has to figure out and he has a specific win goal and everything like that and they have their own mechanics to deal with and now that's what the game's about. That's kind of cool. I and like every that. game does that. So it just it, become it, it suddenly is like surprise you're villain. Yeah, and you're like oh no. Like when we played it, I pissed everybody off because uh, we had a plague that was like a mind control plague and it was it was like a it was like playing zombie in Halo where you switch teams when it happens yeah. to you. And so I was the last. Uh, so, and so we were, it was ran every time you came in contact with somebody that, that, that may or may not have to play, you would like pass out a thing and it would face down, had a random chance of becoming, you being, becoming infected. And, and if you become infected, you don't want anyone else to know. So it's a secret still, cause now you've changed teams. Uh, but I managed to essentially create an airlock. 
Where I was like, just put it in that room. Just leave the thing that I need in that room and that I can cure myself. Just leave it there and I'll come get it after you leave. Because I had a drop down hole that would lead to a, a, a place in the basement. So if they left it in the basement and walked away, I could go to the, the syringe and cure myself. But in the way into me, there was, on the way that I came from, there was multiple traps and a thing I put down that makes people fall asleep when they walk into that room. And so it delays them for like two turns. Yeah. And I was like, I, I created an airlock. So just leave the thing there. I'll come get it. And they were so mad because they were, they weren't cooperating. Cause of course they were like, one of them was actually the bad guy and stuff yeah. like that. And they were, they were fighting me on it. And for the longest time, it was like the day where like, I was like, I was cited as the person who ruined, uh, uh, betrayal at house of the hill. But it's like, I had a masterful idea. It's the perfect solution. It seems like the, it seems like the perfect strategy to win. And I was just stubbornly sticking with it. And so it, it made the ending of the game take way too long and people wanted to go eat and stuff. And I'm just like, just fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. Why like, do I have to be the one that has to give up out of this group? Yeah. It's like, obviously the only reason you're not giving it to yeah. me is because you're a bad person. Like, yeah, but really there's a, a lot of board games are really cool and that's why a lot of them are known and popular in the first place. And it's really, I don't necessarily have favorite genres. There's just a lot of them that you don't know until you try them that they suck. Like, yeah. like initial D or whatever it's called. <laughs> formula, D. formula, formula, formula D, D. I mean, yeah. Formula D is fucking boring. You just roll dice to move forward on a on a track. So monopoly, and then you and the risk reward is that you go up and down in gear shift. Yeah, which changes the size of your your dice. But the faster and shifting up makes your dice bigger. But but if you, but if you hit the the turns while while rolling too high of a dice, uh, then you will spin out and you get punished. So that's that's the risk reward basically. Wow, and it's like it's it's just that's like the whole game. That's Riveting. basically all the mechanics. That is, we should, we should probably go. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we're so over time. Bro. Yeah, we're so over time. Fuck, so, almost three hours again. We tried, but yeah. So no, that's good. Questions. It's good. We don't want to run out of backlog. No, but this is just... send your questions. There hasn't been a single one since last podcast. Yeah, there actually, hasn't been three has there? Yes. Fuck, I forgot. But still, send your questions. But up, up, but up, but up, up. Because we still got a lot to get through. But we'll, we'll send discuss podcast at gmail It's in the description. And if you if you can't spell that for some reason. <laughs> See you guys next time. Goodbye. Board games are fun. <laughs> Not you, Shadow. No one's talking to you. <clears throat> no one's ever talking to you. <laughs>